This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is Monday, October 3rd, 2022. I said October 3rd. Right. 2022 on the Monty Show. We have got a lot to get to today. The Utes are in the driver's seat in the Pac-12, and it feels good. Uh, BYU's minus three in Vegas against Notre Dame. Is that accurate, or is that disrespectful? And by the way, here's a question for you. A totally different Utah Jazz team. Uh, new uniforms. Is this your Utah Jazz basketball club? We'll talk about that coming up. Uh, we'll welcome a brand new sponsor to the show. Right. Awesome partner for you to work with coming up at 630. This show every day is presented by the Advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business. The Utah Advocates, utahadvocates.com. If you've been in an accident, um, and you know, there's a lot of young people on the roads. Uh, it is a very, very warm October. You know, did somebody hit you? Did you get in an accident because of distracted driving? You didn't deserve that. And you need somebody to fight for you. Don't rely on your insurance company. No, no friends rely on the advocates, utahadvocates.com. Also, you never pay the advocates until they win your case. No uh, price for your consultation. It's free. No big upfront retainers. You only pay when the advocates win your case at utahadvocates.com. All right, let's get into it. Uh, what a weekend of football in the great state of Utah. Uh, especially if you are a Utah fan, you have to feel really good coming out of a throttling of Oregon State. Jake, are the Utes in control of the Pac-12? Guy, what are we doing with the camera here? Well, listen... You know, every day I set this camera up for Jake. Every day, right? And you you put the camera on him, and you're like, okay, man, sit where you're going to sit, and everything's fine. <laughs> and this child over here. What, what are we doing with the camera, bro? Well, I tried to fix it, but you didn't allow it to well, happen. It's not about what you try to do. It's about what you do do, right? Right, but you were being what an man? idiot about it, right? Let me tell you what now. Bro, why are you going to get so <laughs> You were being an idiot about it. Am I wrong? Guy, come on. Frame me up. Make me look good. Let's go. Okay, well, that's an impossibility. That's not very nice. <laughs> it might not be nice, but it is accurate. Am I wrong? So every day I frame this camera up and Jake will be like, oh, la, la, la. like, dude, grow up. We do not have fun on this show ever. Jake, the Utah okay, Utes okay. throttled Oregon State. Are they in control of the Pac-12? Yes, yes. Utah is in control of the Pac-12 right now. Uh, I think that that defense is is primarily why they're having success. I think that, you know, we talked about all last week about how, you know, Utah's defense was, was, was the thing that stirs the drink for Utah, meaning that if the defense comes out and, and, and can – you know, keep Oregon State from running all over the place, if they can keep them in check, they're going to win this game handily, and that's exactly what happened. Now, they didn't They didn't keep, you know, Oregon State under 100 yards. They didn't dominate Oregon State on the ground with their running defense, but what they did do 
is they kept them in check. And I felt like the passing game for Oregon State was non-existent. It was not alive. Like, Utah shut that down. So when you look at this score and you realize Utah's passing the 40-point threshold and they're dominating this team, that's exactly why. Because they made Oregon State's offense one-dimensional and they didn't really have to worry about the passing game. And I, and I think when you do that to teams... One way or the other, you're you're gonna be in a good position. Like if you if you shut down the run and force them to be a pass only team or vice versa, you're going to be in a good spot. So that's why I say, you know, when I look at some of the other teams around, you know, the Pac-12, you know, right now, you know, everyone's saying that USC is amazing. A lot of people are saying that UCLA is legit. I hear that every year about UCLA. Heard it last year, debunked it last year. UCLA was nothing by the end of the year. So to me. You know, I, I I don't see a team right now that can that can manhandle Utah. I think Utah, you know, like against SC, let's say, Utah is going to have a hell of a fight on their hands, but I think they're in that game. I don't know that they win that game, but I think they're in that game. So, so I say, I think you're in control if, if you're able to beat pretty much every team, and there's only one team that's questionable in, in USC. Yeah, I think when you look at Utah, I mean, clearly Clark Phillips was the story of this game with the three picks and the pick six. And I think you could be right about UCLA. I'm more of a UCLA believer than most. Um, I thought their win this weekend was over Washington was nothing short of spectacular. But I don't also don't think there's any doubt that Utah is in control of the Pac-12. I mean, again, Clark Phillips was spectacular. Cole Bishop, while he doesn't have the stats, I thought played another incredible game. This Utah defense is one of the best in the country and arguably is the best defense in the country. Alabama probably has something to say about that, Jake. But I think when you look at what Oregon State brought to the yard on Saturday, I thought that Utah handled them exceptionally well. And I think, again, this is a typical Kyle Whittingham team that's built on defense. And mm-hmm. and if you happen to score some points offensively, that's fine too. Yeah, and, and I think that when you when you have those teams, I mean, it's again, it's the same conversation year in and year out. And clearly, Witt has found a way to have more success with it in recent years than than in the big picture. Like, I, I, I think when I look at this team, I, I could say, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Utah was in a in a major bowl game at the end of the year. That said, I think you got to again go out and beat continue to beat like these quality opponents. I mean, if you can continue to get good linebacker play that really makes it difficult for teams to pass in the 10 to 15 yard range, that I mean that's ultimately what led to Oregon State struggles in my opinion. You you know, you talk about elite speed last year at, at linebacker. Now you have that same sort of setup again this year where where you've got good speed, good athleticism, really high IQ players that understand angles and where they need to be. And really, I look at this season so far, and, and if I said to you right now, hey, this defense that you saw over the weekend, it was the same defense that played Florida in week one. Are you really telling me that Utah wouldn't have beat Florida if they played this way against Florida in week one? So that's why I think people are saying this team is legit, and that's why I give Utah more credit than teams like UCLA because I don't think UCLA is anything to write home about. They are a good team, but they need to continue to prove that they can be the best teams in the conference. To me, Utah's already proven that. Utah's done that. You know what you have in them. So 
That's why I say right here today, it just feels like Utah's got a good grip on things. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I just don't think there's any doubt about it. My question is, can this offense keep up with USC? I know I've said that every week on this show when we talk Utah football, but yeah, I think that's the big thing. This is one of the, if not the best defense in the country, Utah. My question is, can Cam Rising in this offense get enough out across the board on 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 offense to contend with a team like a USC? Because again, it might not be pretty every week, but USC is a dominant football team um, for large swaths of each of their games. And I've seen just about all of their games this year. And I'm telling you, Caleb Williams and that offense are elite. And I just don't know that Utah's offense can score with USC. That's the only question I have. Yeah. Because I don't care how good Utah's defense is. USC is going to score 28 points a week. They are. They are that good offensively. And my question still remains, can the Utah Utes score enough points to win? I don't know the answer to that question. I still am not impressed with these wide receivers. And and, and I want more from Devon Vailey. I do maintain that Brant Keithy's loss is a big one for Utah. I don't know that they can score enough points. That's that's my only concern. I also feel like there's some dysfunction in this running game right now. I don't know what's going on with Tavion Thomas. I don't know why he's not the same back he was last year, but it doesn't feel like he is. All I do know is it's shocking they're only a three-point favorite going to the Rose Bowl against UCLA on Saturday. That has to be surprising to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's it's it's... You know, it's again, it's classic Utah. Like Utah, seemingly always finds a way to be an underdog uh, or not be given enough credit or to be or to be discounted. And I think that you know, again, it's this whole mentality about being a defensive first team. When you're a defensive first team, the truth of the matter is, is you don't put out nearly as many big highlights that make it on Sports Center every week. Correct. And so people are like, oh, well, yeah, it was Oregon State. Even though a week ago those same people were saying Oregon State's the best thing since sliced bread and they're winning a national championship. You know, so that's that's what happens to Utah. And and I and I've you know the more the more you follow this program, the more you the more you hang with them, like you can see that it that it happens and the ebb and flow typically doesn't ebb. It only flows for Utah. And my problem with that is that this defense is quality. This defense, I think, will make USC's life very difficult. Now, I tend to agree with you. You're probably not keeping USC under 28 or 30 points in a game right now because they are that good. That said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Utah created a couple turnovers. I wouldn't be surprised if you know they made it a really tight game where you're heading into the fourth quarter and it's a field goal or one possession game. That, to me, is what you're hoping for. If you're Utah, but again, I still maintain when you look at Utah's offense, I still can't confidently say, hey, Devon Vele's the guy or Enos is the guy or, you know, whichever name you want to bring up. There's not that bona fide like he is open guy regularly for Cam. And I think if you want to beat USC, you have to have that. Well, and I also think USC gets Washington State this week um, at the Coliseum. That's going to be a great game. Yeah. The only game that USC really struggled in was in Corvallis against Oregon State. It, it just feel like feels like there's a lot of questions about Utah's offense, and I don't have a whole lot of questions about USC's offense. I really don't. I, I it's weird offensively for Utah, and I. I I would love your comments on that. It, it, it's weird to me that offensively, Utah's running the ball by committee. Mm -hmm. and, and it just feels like, 
I don't know. You know, like, I, I don't know if they're trying to prove a point. I don't know if Tavion's in the doghouse, which, I mean, certainly it feels like he is. Right. And I, I don't know how Tavion Thomas is going to fix that. You're not going to win this conference running the ball with seven different guys. You're right. that That's just not a, a recipe for success because you can plot your way down the field and you can try to win games 28-21. But you have a team at USC that routinely scores 40 points. And they did it against, whether it's Fresno State, um, you know, Arizona State this weekend, they put up 42. Sure, Arizona State sucks. They still can compete. And I, 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 it is impressive to me what USC is doing. Now, Washington State is another good test, but that game's at home. And then you can just write it down. USC at Utah, I think, is for the Pac-12 championship. I do. I think it will it will set the direction. It will set this conference a sail for what's going to happen into November. And whoever wins this game, I think I think very likely, very likely is going to be a top ten team. Right. I think whoever wins that game, I mean, you look at where the Utes are now at what number eleven. If they beat UCLA this weekend, they're a top ten team. If they then go on, come home, beat USC, I mean, there's a real good chance that's a top seven team at Utah. Nice. Yeah. Are you going to beat USC with seven different guys running the football? And, That's and a huge question. Look? And how does it look too? Because that also matters in college football. It I mean, does. Is it a is it a grinded out? You know, like big moment. Like is it a BYU Baylor type game where Utah is chasing down? You know, USC and they get a defensive stop and yeah, whatever. Like, is it that type of feel or is it? Is it a you know is it a, a a surprising game where Utah's defense does in fact lock up USC's offense? Which again, I tend to agree with you. I think the odds of that happening are pretty low. But I just have this feeling about this game. Like I think they're going to manhandle USC. I just have or UCLA. I mean, I, I have no doubt about that. I think you know all these high flying, jumping highlights out of DTR. Like you're you're doing things against teams that you're Bro, not going to be able to do against Utah, man. I am telling you now. DTR and I've you and I have disagreed on this yeah, for three had, years because now. Here's my problem. Here's my issue. We've, how are how are we still beefing over because DTR? Because he hasn't done anything. What has he done? He hasn't won anything. You haven't done. He's anything. one guy on a Chip Kelly but football that, team. But again, okay, a what's a Chip Kelly football team? What is what are his hallmarks? Mediocre, excuse right, me, but French. mediocre. But they are big time, high flying offensive teams. That's what you know about Chip. Yeah, Kelly. Yeah, but you get now. But and here's the difference. Here's the difference. Zach Charbonnet is a legitimate running back. Yeah. He's a guy that DTR can work with. You look at their 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 numbers, what I, what stands out to me is Jake Bobo had another really impressive game and I just think when I when I look at the way that that they I'm telling you UCLA is legit. I don't know can they stop anybody? I have no flipping idea. But what I do know is they gave up 32 to Washington, but they scored 40 and they won the game. And it was scintillating. And Washington tried to mount a furious comeback. And the Utes are better than UCLA. But don't come in here with this idea that it's going to be easy and Let's somehow, right now. well, yeah, that somehow, oh, it's going to be 52 to 10. And I don't think they're going to kick their ass by three possessions. But what I do think is it's going to be a two possession game at the end of the day. No. I think that you're 32, going to control. This feels like a, a 32, 28, 28, 24 kind no. of game. No, this feels like one possession and because you can't, you cannot count. You cannot, how should I say this? You cannot under 
underestimate the impact that DTR and Charbonnet have running the football. And I'm not saying UCLA is 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 a, even an elite football team, but that's a good football team, and they're capable. And by the way, for the first time this season, I can say the home field advantage at the Rose Bowl was a factor, <laughs> uh, uh, and I know it's crazy. That crowd was into the game. That oh, crowd, man. and it was mighty. Yeah. And, and part of it was that Washington traveled. I totally understand that. UCLA had a home field advantage this weekend. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, don't just write it off like it ain't no thing. That's what I'm selling. That's what I'm telling you. Uh, let's see. San Diego State says uh, says disregard that report. Okay. Uh, Cohen, Cohen Wiley. Hey, my guy, Cohen Wiley. By the way, Cohen Wiley yeah. at the uh, the um, Harmons. Harmons at Mountain View Village. Thank you. Uh, the Harmons at Mountain View Village. Cohen Wiley stepped up and said, hey, are you Monty? I was like, yep. We took a picture. We had some fun. Like, Good to see you, Cohen Wiley. I really appreciate you you saying hello. Um, we love meeting people. Jake is kind of a hermit. He never leaves the house because his girlfriend doesn't let him. Um, so, you Sorry, know. Folks, that's what it is. That's what it is. So he never leaves the house. But Mrs. Monty and I were rolling through uh, Harmon's the other day. And it was amazing to see Cohen. Um, and it seems like every day, two, three times a week, like we're seeing people like, hey, are you... Yeah, that's me. I'm the good-looking one. This pleasure. You know, feel free to say hello. If you see us out on the streets here in Salt Lake, say hello. We love meeting people. Uh, so, Cohen, good to see you. Snooko, what's up? Mike Chase, how are you? Uh, Kanai Johnson says, top of the morning, fellas. I missed the Utes game, but seeing the score, does Utah still have a chance at a playoff spot? Absolutely they do, With, without question. Neville 93, my guy, hope the baby's well. Kurt Meyer says, morning all. It was a great deer hunt. Or a good okay. deer hunt. Okay. By the way, we were riding the um, the chairlift up at PCMR this weekend. Right. And a deer ran right out in front of us. That's cool. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. The air's a little more chilly. Drove over Guardsman Pass. Saw the colors. Next weekend, if you do, if you care at all. And by the way, Utah sucks. Please don't move here. It's terrible. Right. But if you if you love the wilderness and you love the changing leaves and the colors. Next weekend, I got to believe we're 50, 60% of the way there color-wise. Yeah. Got to drive over Guardsman Pass next yeah. weekend. Cannot wait. So good to see you. Colton Bitten, Utah about to be tested the next two weeks. Well, and the LA swing has always been kind of the defining part yeah. of the schedule. Yeah. Um, as we talk uh, Pac-12 and the Utah Utes on the Monty Show presented by the Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Um, yeah, I think the LA swing has always been a test for UC for, uh, Utah with the UCLA and USC. The interesting thing is now, I think you're seeing that Utah's expected to win those games Yeah, and that's different. That's a lot more expectation. So, um, yeah, I think you're right, Colton, that the next two weeks could be interesting. Uh, Jeremy Sebre says morning FYI, since we're on the trend of pronouncing names correctly, my last name is, uh, severe. Oh, Jeremy Severe. Oh, okay. I was trying to go France. Okay. Polyvoux Francais, mother, okay. my guy. Dude is saying pronounce my name correctly. Jeremy Severe. Is he, he pronouncing his name wrong is a severe problem. Oh! <laughs> Eric and Raleigh, should the Dolphins uh, be contracted? Probably. Probably. Jake said doo-doo. Yeah. Tanner Plummer, oh God, the, the Eagles won again, so Tanner's probably on his high horse. Tanner's like taking shots lately. Yeah. So 
I don't. I, I'm not sure how many people know. I'm a huge soccer fan. Right. Like I pay attention. I'm a Chelsea football fan. Like uh -huh. I'm all about. Who's already texting you, man? Nobody. It's the CNN update about hurricane. <sighs> you know, hurricanes. We got to talk about Ron DeSantis in Fort Myers, Florida later. Yeah. Did you guys hear that? Anyway. Uh, so Tanner's a guy that likes to take shots. He's like, oh, yeah, now you're paying attention, RSL. No, you just assume. Like I tweeted that RSL is really disappointing because right. I, I actually watched some of the RSL match the other night. And, of course, well, duh, they lost. I mean, they drew, but they lost. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, you know, they're, you know, just they're underperforming. And Tanner's like, oh, now you pay attention. No, you just assume that I don't I haven't been paying attention. Tanner's like the salty guy lately. Right. And I don't understand it. Lopes Fan Gabe, what's up? Uh, exploring with Ben and Sam. Puts a bunch of like uh, mallard ducks there. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tanner says UCLA did beat the 15th ranked uh, Washington Huskies, but they're probably not going to do much the rest of the season. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, let's see. Uh, exploring with Ben and Sam. Think Oregon State was broken by USC loss. Probably. I, I'm curious, though, how legit Oregon is. I mean, mm. that's a... What? Mm. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like there's a lot of teams in the Pac-12 that are that are riding their high horse and, and need to prove themselves over eight, nine weeks. Okay, so it is time for football at 50 here on the show, but I'm telling you in five minutes... The new commercials from the new commercials from my peeps at Papa Murphy's. Incredible, absolutely incredible. I don't even. I, no, two hands. First of all, we had. I got crazy last night. So of course, Jake, who never pays for any of his own food, right? Because why do you have parents if you don't eat their food, right? And right. destroy their laundry rooms, right? Anyway, the point is, yeah. Um. So I ordered the Papa Murphy's pizza yesterday. Quite literally on the lift at Park City Mountain Resort. Um, I got the crust, the barbecue sauce. I got the onion mix. You actually put chicken on this one. I put chicken and mozzarella. Thanks for stealing the lead. Like I went outside the box and finished right. with the green onion on top. It was phenomenal. Use the promo code MONTY25. Eats my food, destroys my laundry room, finishes my leads. There you go. Uh, Zachy Poo is back. Right. Zachy Poo is back for the NY Jets. Go J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Right, right. Uh, Zach Wilson's mother's friend was very happy to see that Zach was back, and he was mediocre. 252, uh, a touchdown and two picks. The Jets win 24-20. He hits the grit. What is it? The gritty? The gritty. <gasps> uh, okay. Anyway, the Chill point out. Is, what? <laughs> what? The point is, Zach Wilson's back. What'd you think? Yeah, I mean, I thought he was pretty good, you know, for Zach Wilson. For, I, I, I'm sorry, for who? Zachy Poo. Thank you. <clears throat> I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, numbers-wise, he was mediocre, but at the same time, at the end of the game, he drove him down the field to win the game. I mean, that's what he did. So because you know. that's who Zachy Poo is. Yeah, um, I thought he looked good. He did not look great. I, the two picks were not great. Um, I thought he ran the ball really well. The touchdown pass to him obviously was was cool. Uh, but Zach Wilson's back. The Jets are better for it. Um, he needs to have a healthy, productive remainder of the season, or he's going to wind up just like that POS Baker Mayfield. Bro. You know what? 
Why are you hating on Baker? Because he's going to get Matt Rule fired. There is no doubt about that. He wow. it, he's not good. Can we when when you can't throw a pass? He can throw a pass. I didn't see him throw a pass. I saw ridiculous. him get a bunch of passes knocked down at the line yesterday. Yes, that doesn't mean he can't throw a pass. Stop. Who's the best quarterback in the NFL? Josh right Allen. Now? No, he's not. Yes, he is. How do you? Yes, he is. God, if you're up there, please help me. Jake clearly didn't see Patty Ice last night. Yes, I did. Right at the line of scrimmage, flip that ball into the end zone. It's a gimmick. How do you? How it's do you? A gimmick, it's a. Dude. It's a spectacular play. No, how not. can you not say right now after watching Sunday Night Football? I can say two things. Tom Brady's no longer the best quarterback in the NFL, and I think Patrick Mahomes is on the way to one of his best seasons ever. And if there's a quarterback that you would take over him, I don't know who that would be. Maybe Geno Smith, but I don't know. Right, yeah. No, I think that I think that Patrick Mahomes creates opportunities. He deserves credit for that. But I don't think it's a long-term recipe. I think that at some point, you know, these wide receivers are going to have to get open. And he's gonna have to deliver against a good defense. It was and I a, think that Tampa's not a good defense. Not last night they weren't. They weren't. I got news for you, they weren't. They didn't get to him. They missed several times. Not the lightning, like, I mean the Tampa Bay like, Buccaneers. We need to stop just saying that they're a great defense. They, they are, were not prepared last night. Guy, are you kidding they me? They were not prepared. Dude. Yes, they, oh my god. They were not. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the are, in my opinion, the best defense in the NFL. And I know the LA Rams will have something to say about that tonight, but the Tampa Bay Bucks are a hell of a defense. Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than they are a defense. And I think that says a heck of a lot. And I, I look at it, I look at Mahomes and his performance. I don't I don't see a better quarterback in the NFL. And we'd love to hear from you in the comments here on Football 50 presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Um who do you think's the best team in the NFL after week four? I mean, I Obviously, everyone's gonna you know jerk reaction and say it's the I'm Chiefs. I'm sorry, but did you say jerk reaction? Yeah, everyone's gonna knee jerk and say that it's the Chiefs, but I'm telling you, it's jerk still the Bills. Reaction. Dude. It's still the Bills. I think that the Bills have a good enough defense to be a problem. That offense is is obviously ready to go. They had a bad first half and come back, um, you know. And I just I just think they're quality. They know how to deal with adversity. I think if the Rams win tonight, the Rams are in the discussion. I think certainly it it is it is I don't know what to make of the Green Bay Packers. I don't. And it, it, this is Aaron Rodgers again. I mean Aaron Rodgers is uh, you know arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. I'm still taking Pat Mahomes. Mm -hmm. They should be better than they are. Like every week it feels like they're in these situations where they should be better. I want to say the Packers are, but I can't I can't count on them. I certainly think it's in the AFC somewhere. I don't think it's Kansas City. Uh, I, I think there are big holes on that defense. I, I mean, I, I don't know any other way that, to say it than I, I still maintain it's the Buffalo Bills. I know they're behind the Miami Dolphins, but I still think it's the Buffalo Bills. Because, by the way, I don't know how many people saw that the NFL and the NFLPA yeah. admitted mistakes in this Tua Tungavailoa concussion situation. Here's a shocker. The doctor on Thursday night did not follow protocols and allowed Tua to return to the game, so they fired that independent neurologist. He should have never returned to the game. You're talking about Sunday. Sunday, excuse me. The yeah, they let him return to the game on Sunday. Then he plays Thursday. Like, yeah. none of this should have ever happened. Yeah. And so they wind up firing this independent neurologist. It's not Miami. I think Buffalo's the best team. You're not... 
He's not going to play for several weeks, would be my guess. Yeah, and I think, you know, the the whole Tua situation, like, you know, if we take the rules and all that out of it for a moment, just as a football team, that's been an incredibly difficult situation. Like, let's not forget this guy was their starting quarterback, and he was playing well, and this season was a big-time prove-it season for him. So to lose your quarterback, like if I just said, hey, Tua got hurt, they lost their quarterback, okay, they're no longer in the discussion. So that happened on top of the whole concussion scandal. So that's why I say I think the Dolphins just need a couple of weeks to kind of figure themselves out. But right now, it's the same guys it always has been for the last five years. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Josh Allen. Like, you know the AFC names that are going to be a problem. Yep, we'll see. A couple of comments in here before we play one of the greatest commercials that will ever play on this show. Uh, You know, M. Morris says, Rams are missing Von Miller more than they thought they would. I would agree with that. Um, Rance says, Mahomes, Allen, best QBs. Uh, Tanner Plummer says Patrick Mahomes is the best QB in the NFL. Josh Allen is up there, though. Uh, I would agree with that. Um, Joshua uh, Mose, Moise, I swear if it's Moise, I'm going to snap. <laughs> Joshua Mose says Zachy Poo got Kenny Pickett in. Thanks, Zachy Poo. Yeah, no more Mitch Trubisky, probably. Um, Rant says the Eagles are legit. legit. Goodell, a joke, just cares about being rich. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, what do you guys think of the Eagles right now? Well, I mean, the Eagles are good. They're the only undefeated team in the NFL. And I think, you know, the question is the Jags lost that game. Yeah. I mean, they, I don't know how you lose four fumbles in a game if you're Trevor Lawrence. Is it that your forehead is the size of Alaska? I don't know. I think so. I don't know. I think that's what it is. I just don't know. If, if they're playing anybody else, they lose yesterday. I think they're good until they're not. They're legit. They, yeah. I mean, there's. I don't know what else you say. Okay, yeah, okay, we gotta, we gotta, we, we gotta turn the music down. Yeah, we gotta turn the music down now because the greatest spot in the history of the Monty Show is about to play. Football fifty presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Something is in my house. I'm sorry. Say again. I smell something delicious and I don't know what it is. Ma'am, ma'am, can you describe it for me? It smells like. Golden crust, freshly shredded cheese, and pepperoni. Ma'am, ma'am, we've traced the smell, and it's coming from inside your oven. What do you mean? It's a Papa Murphy's Jacko pizza, and it's just $10. Ah, amazing. Papa Murphy's. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Jacko pizza. Absolutely incredible, dude. Jacko pizza, and you know it's a nightmare because it's got the devil's giblets, which See what are he black did olives. See what he did there? You know it's a nightmare, like it's scary, It's you. because it has olives on it. The Jacko pizza. This weekend, I'll be having a Jacko pizza. Hell yeah, I will. It will not have pepperoni or olives on it, but right. I will have a Jacko pizza. Hell yeah. There is no doubt about that. Football 50% by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 uh, to get your, your 25% off, uh, $25 or more in your cart. So when you buy it, trust me. Download the Papa Murphy's app, do the order, put the promo code in. Ding! That's all you have to do, man. That's it. But the Jacko Pizza. Get some Jacko Pizzas. Take some pictures. Let, 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 let me, I want to see what kind of pizzas you guys get. Yeah, I you you do. Yeah. And by the way, one of the things I think is fun about this show is you guys tweeting when you go to Barbecue Pit Stop or when you go to 
Papa Murphy's or asking for the promo code or wait until about, I don't know, 15 minutes from right now, we'll hit you with, uh, We'll hit you with one of our newer sponsors that I'm excited about. I guess that'd be 30 minutes from right now. So make sure you stick around for that. This show on a daily basis, every day you know uh, that the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. When you're in Iraq and you need an attorney, my friends, make sure you go uh, to the Utah Advocates. And again, um, if you've been in an injury accident, you deserve an advocate because you'll need help navigating things like um, you know, I don't know the legal process, things like the insurance company. How are you going to pay your medical bills when you've been in a serious car accident? The advocates can get those medical bills deferred for you. You don't pay any consultation fees. Their consultations are always free. There's no big retainers. My friends, the advocates are here to fight for you so you can get your life back in order. You only pay the advocates when they win your case at utahadvocates.com. I think uh, this morning we're certainly leading with the Pac-12, but BYU is a shocking, shocking, and I'm I'm stunned by this. Uh-huh. You know that it is. BYU, Notre Dame, Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas. Right. That place is going to be packed yeah. with Notre Dame and BYU fans, including Jesse Harsh. Right who we sent to the game. He's staying at the Palms. He's got two tickets to the game, a $250 Maverick gift card. Jesse and one will be there. It's going to be amazing. How How is Notre Dame a three-point favorite over BYU going to Las Vegas on Saturday? Are you? I am stunned by that. Are you surprised to see that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think what's surprising about it is, you know, it kind of feels like there's a little bit of shade being thrown at BYU. Like, I kind of... I would understand it if this game was in South Bend and you know you were you were playing uh you were playing it there but being that you're in Las Vegas I don't know how this game isn't just even like how is this just not a pick 'em because there is there is no you know home field advantage really I, I mean I know that um, didn't we, didn't we say that Notre Dame got the lion's shares of ticket sales for this they, game? Well, Notre Dame is the home team technically. Technically, yeah. It is the Shamrock series. So Notre Dame did in fact get, um, uh, the lion's share of the tickets. There was a very small allotment, um, for BYU fans, but you know, you can go on any third party retailer and you can get tickets. Yeah. But Notre Dame certainly has the lion's share of the tickets in this so game. So to me, if you're Vegas and you're making this line, are, are is it just that, you know, Notre Dame theoretically should have more fans there? Is that what is that what the nuance of it is? Because to me, it feels like this should be a pick'em. To me, you know, BYU and Notre Dame are pretty close. I mean, Notre Dame may have some size, maybe, but I, I think ultimately this game comes down to turnovers. Like this is one of those very tightly contested, close games to me that that is just about who makes less mistakes, you know? And and when you're in those situations, I don't think a team should be favored going in. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's very interesting that you have... I, I just... I, oh. How are... Yeah, like, how are you an underdog? Yeah. It, it, it'll be interesting. And you, you know how they're an underdog? That Oregon loss, I think, is in the minds of the guys in Vegas. Yeah. I, I do, and... Maybe as it should be because Notre Dame did, did you know has has sputtered this year. Trust me, I am a Notre Dame fan. I love the Fighting Irish. They are an average football team. Mm. I wholly expect BYU to go to Las Vegas and win that game. Um, the way that Jaron's playing, I think this defense has playmakers on it. 
I think that Notre Dame has to run to win, and that's the thing that worries me. You cannot make Notre Dame a favorite in this game. Yeah. I, I and listen, I understand betting lines are set to you know bring money in. I totally get that. BYU's the better football team here. If they go out and they execute, BYU's the better football team. Will they? I don't know. Oregon is in the back of my mind as well as I as I start thinking about scores in this game. Jaron Hall is in the front of my mind. Jaron Hall is by far the best quarterback in this game. It's not close. Yeah. This is going to come down to whether or not BYU has an appetite to stop the run game. It is that simple. Well, and I think that this conversation around, you know, guys like Max Tooley not over-pursuing and not missing tackles is a big one um, against a team like Notre Dame. I mean, obviously, you just said Notre Dame, you know, is probably going to have to run the football effectively to win this game. Well, to run the football effectively, what typically happens when teams do that against BYU? Guys like Max Tooley and that linebacker core are usually over-pursuing, missing their spots, and that forces them to miss tackles. So to me, again, and I feel like this has been a theme in the state of, of Utah, like missing tackles is a killer. You cannot miss tackles when you've got first contact uh, behind the line of scrimmage. You can't miss tackles when you've got a guy three yards from the line of scrimmage. You can't do that. So against Notre Dame, I would I would fully expect BYU to be disciplined in their in their angles uh, and in their scheme because to me you just can't give up that extra you know like when you miss a tackle usually you're giving up probably five to seven more yards before the next guy's going to get to get to that running back so I, I just you can't allow Notre Dame to do that yeah I don't I, I I just don't know football I mean as as Utah fans will tell you I'm a BYU homer I wear sunglasses I drink the Kool Aid you know all that good stuff. I just don't see how BYU is an underdog here. It, it, I think this is where you see the haves and the have-nots of independent football. Mm-hmm. You look at Notre Dame, and you get a club that is absolutely going to get the benefit of the doubt nine times out of ten. Um, you look at Notre Dame, and people say, oh, history, tradition, it's Notre Dame. They're going to be good. Okay, that may be true. They're wildly inconsistent defensively. Mm-hmm. They don't throw the ball very well, but they run the ball very, very well. Ask North Carolina. Yep. So we'll find out. Immediately, do you have a score in mind in this game? I feel like this is a twenty-something game to me. Like you know, your your prediction about UCLA and Utah is kind of how I feel about this game. I feel like this game is gonna be is gonna be close. Like I think that BYU, seemingly for whatever reason this season, has this propensity against nameplate teams to not perform. And I'm not saying that they've done that in a big picture, but you got your ass beat by Oregon. Like, I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat, like, the fact that you got absolutely dominated in all three phases in that game. And to me, you have proven to do in this game. I want to know, hey, can can you go to Las Vegas and beat Notre Dame? Can can we say that about this football team? Because I was pretty confident that you had the ability to beat Oregon and you didn't have that ability to beat Oregon. Yeah, I, I I certainly think it's a prove-it game. By the way, we'll talk jazz basketball in five minutes right here on the Monty Show presented by the Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Um, I, I think this is certainly a prove-it game for BYU. There's no doubt. But Notre Dame has been just, I mean, frankly, you look at Notre Dame's schedule. What is it that excites you? And again, I think the North Carolina win is a nice win. It is. I, I think you showed some things um, that would, but, I mean, you you barely beat Cal. 
And and, yeah. and I mean barely. Yeah, and I'm you not lose saying to Marshall, game, yeah. you get smoked by Ohio State. Yeah. Granted, some of that was garbage time. You have not seen any not one thing has been impressive out of Notre Dame this year. And they're a three point favorite in a neutral site? Yeah. That frankly should be very heavy BYU. It's Las Vegas. Yeah. BYU fans are known to travel. It's Las Vegas. That yeah. Yeah, I mean, that might no, as well be Provo South. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. And you're telling me that you're a th it this just feels like this again, this is the soccer writer in Minnesota covering fo college football. This tells me that not a lot of people well, have no, paid well, attention to BYU. Well, yeah, that's at, well, that's the truth. Like nationally, nobody's paying attention to BYU. That's just the truth. And I think that that's why you see you see that reflected in the AP. You see that, you know, reflected in in the sports news cycle. Like I I, yeah. I think that what happens for BYU, and again, this is the thing with independence that goes away once you're in the Big Twelve. But as an independent. When you lose 31 or whatever it was, or I can't remember how many points Oregon had, but when you lose that badly to Oregon, everyone's going to talk about that. And then when you play, you know, the Wyoming's and, you know, you play a softer schedule following those games. You come out flat three straight like, weeks. You know, I mean, it's just not, you're not doing yourself any favors. So that's why I said I'm not going to sit here and I don't think it's a stretch to say that BYU needs to prove they can win a big game. You've done it once and you got lucky to get by Baylor, if I'm being oh. honest. You did. Tell me I'm wrong. You missed several kicks. You had to stop Baylor twice. And then you, you know, you came out of that victory. To me, that game shows that your medal was tested. You're meant they're a mentally tough team, but you need to now show me that you can win big games. Yeah. Like you have like you do. The thing that worries you is BYU's come out flat three weeks in a row. Yeah. And you know what? I I yeah. I don't know. Let's get your thoughts in here. We'll talk jazz in just a bit. Uh, Tanner Plummer says BYU barely beat two bum teams the last two weeks. Barely. Okay. Are you watching the games? Barely beat two bum. I understand on, why they're underdog. I, it, they didn't barely beat two bum teams. That's Come on. crazy. Uh, Wyoming would probably beat Notre Dame. M. Morris says. I don't know about that. Uh, exploring with Ben and Sam. So happy to be back. I'll be back home this weekend. Some pretty good games on. I want to actually be able to watch them. By the way, did anybody hey, anybody notice that Alabama jumped Georgia again? Mm -hmm. In one of the closest votes in the history of the AP poll, the soccer writers barely elected Alabama as the number one team in the country. <laughs> what? The AP poll's a joke, dude. Come on. The soccer writers. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, Boyd Lake says, uh, it's BYU sputtering versus Wyoming and Utah State. Now, that's how I would put it. BYU didn't just barely beat Utah yeah. State and Wyoming. They, I mean, they were much better in the second half. Yeah. But sputtering's the right word. Uh, it has, but boy, it's been frustrating to watch. I agree. Rant says Notre Dame beat a UNC team with way more speed than BYU. They did. Uh, Chris P says, I'm a big BYU fan, but even I know we're going to lose. We could go two and five the rest of the season. Good Lord. Well, I don't peeps. know. I don't know that I would be saying that they're going to lose the game. I, I think that. Yeah, I'll stand behind what I said. I think you have to prove you can win games like this. This is not a cookie-cutter vanilla game. No. This is not like just an average Joe game on the road. This is a totally big agree. game, man. Like That's why I feel like this game and going to play Oregon at Autzen is kind of one and the same. Those are those are both huge, like big-feeling games. And you, uh, again, w starting with the Oregon game, you came out flat, and I don't... That's not... 
That's different than, hey, you know, uh, the you defensive in, line. Dude, they were in real trouble against Wyoming. Yeah. Just call it what it is. Yeah. The, you, BYU was in – they were never in trouble against Utah State. They were in real trouble against Wyoming. Yes. And then they finally got, you know, the, the Pistons started pumping and you finally won that game. Right. But they – the Wyoming game was in doubt for for a few minutes there. Caleb Harrison, oh Caleb, my guy. You know, man, Caleb's a really nice guy. Other yeah, than yeah. that, he's a Detroit sports fan, and you know, like he, you know, he, well, Bogdanovich is your new favorite player, right, Caleb? Yeah, Backsnatchovich wearing a piston uniform. Yeah, um, come on. So you have to have some, you know, like a feeling for Caleb. Right? Like, I mean, Detroit, it's rough. We get it. Right. But then he comes out. Caleb came out full force in favor of the highlighter yellow uniforms. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. And now we haven't seen the highlighter uniforms. Didn't see them. On, they went out of their way to hide them on media day. Are people miring? And now all of a sudden, here we go. We're in the preseason. Are the Jazz wearing the highlighter yellow uniforms? Nope. They're not. The Jazz wore a black and yellow uniform last night. And anytime we talk Jazz on this show, it's presented by Triday Trading. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Uh, make sure you get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Uh, register for the free webinar. Um, here's my question on the Jazz. And, and I, I mean this wholeheartedly. Very yeah. serious question. Yeah. You have a bunch of dudes that are not Jazz men. What when you say that? There, what does that mean? There are very few familiar faces on this roster. Yeah, you have uniforms that you don't know, and again, the black uniforms fine. Yeah, but it's not the Utah Jazz uniform. No, these are not Utah Jazz players. What are you hanging on to right now? Because this team is largely anonymous. You don't recognize the shirt. You don't recognize the face. What are you hanging on to as a Utah Jazz fan? Um, they go to Edmonton last night and get trucked by the Toronto Raptors yeah. uh, to open the preseason, Jake. And it was, I got to say, uh, wholly unimpressive out of the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I just, I kind of just felt like it, it was, uh, and again, you know, it's the first game of the preseason. I get it, but it, but it, it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of positive momentum right now. And, and that, to me has kind of been the theme of the offseason. Like, I, I, I look at the flow of the offseason, whether it was the jersey release, you know, the Don trade saga, um, some of these signings, like most recently the Bogdanovich trade, and then you come out and it's like, yeah, cool. Black uniforms, that looks neat. Like, we're really right, excited. That's, like, like, that's neat. the... And then the other thing that just kicks you in the bag Colin Sexton is not starting for this team. This pisses me off. I and, have to be honest. And I, I, the thing that bothers me about that is you traded Don. Yes. For Colin Sexton. And he's not starting? You traded a generational talent in Donovan Mitchell, who, love him or hate him, was somebody that, could, that took you to the playoffs five years in a row. Not in dispute. He was the leading guy on your team that took you to the playoffs. You traded that guy... For a guy that you're not going to start we're on the same page about that right like that's that's what that's kind of what it's starting to look like that beasley and vanderbilt marketing and 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 conley you know are are going to start and then you're going to figure out your big whether that's olenic or, or otherwise that to me is frustrating as hell because 
we were sold this package that, well, the Knicks wouldn't want to get it done or didn't want to, you know, come to the table, you know, fourth, you know, first round pick, whatever. Like the Knicks thing didn't work out. So we went ahead and did a deal with Cleveland. Yeah. And and Colin Sexton's this great young player. He's going to start. We're going to develop. We're going to be bad for the season. He's recovered from his knee injury. He's going to be our all-star. But now you're telling me he's not going to start, which tells me, so you're going to pair Colin Sexton and JC in the second unit? Is that what we're saying? I don't understand this at all. And, you know, the funny thing is the Jazz are very much in transition. And I know that people continue. I, I talk about their front office structure and their employment, and people are like, why are we talking about this? It matters. It matters. They, you look at the turnover, and if you, if you, if you're a LinkedIn guy like I am, I'm connected to a bunch of people that do a bunch of things and freelancers that work for the Jazz. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who have stopped doing freelance work for the Jazz recently. I don't know how many people realize that. Well, it flies under the radar. There, they, it, well, yeah, that's there's, the thing. There's a lot of people who no longer are working with the Jazz, and it's because of this uniform. Yeah. And again, the uniform. On the floor, the uniform is fine. It just doesn't slap, dude. Like it, it is. It, it it's not a great look, in my yeah. opinion. I don't know what team that was last night, and this is really my point. I'm not connected to that team at all. And granted, I'm not a lifelong Jazz fan. I think the biggest problem that this team is going to face is fan engagement. Yeah. I think there are a lot of Jazz fans, and I would love to hear from you guys in the comments on this. I think there's a lot of Jazz fans who just don't give a damn. Well, right hey, now. it's just the preseason. Why does any of this matter? That's I, what people are saying, I feel like. but And I think there's actually things to watch on this team. The the young guys, the Walker Kesslers of the world, the, like, you know the guy that looked trashy last night? Malik Beasley did not look good last night. Like, this team is just not entertaining. In, in one game, I get it. It's one game. This is a ragtag bunch of dudes. And you traded Donovan Mitchell for a guy who is not going to start. And I don't love that concept whatsoever. Nope. This is just a bunch of dudes at Vasa Fitness wearing some jersey that says J-A-Z-Z -Z on it. That's, this is not the Utah Jazz. And I... The opposite. Of I think fan engagement is a huge, huge problem. Yeah. Jeremy Bolton, what's up, my guy? He says, I have absolutely no interest in the NBA right now, especially the Jazz. Wow. Why? Ouch. Why? Yeah, tell me about that. Tanner Plummer says, saw the Jazz game yesterday. Those black jerseys were crap. I don't, were they terrible? Look, I don't think I look. They I, were I, terrible. I, I, I'm not. You're not going to catch me being like, oh, well, these are terrible and they're crap and they're garbage. I mean, no. they're not great uniforms. They're not. But they are the uniforms that we're stuck with now. And 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 I think that this concept around what do jazz fans have to hold on to right now is really relevant. Like I, I like we're getting comments about, hey, it was just the first preseason of the year or preseason game of the year. That might be true, but if preseason doesn't matter, then why does everyone care that the Suns lost to the Adelaide 36ers? If preseason doesn't matter, it absolutely matters. Not from the sense of win-loss record or are you winning a championship, but from the sense of, hey, that first game, you're setting a precedent for your team. You came out and got throttled by, what was it, like 25, I think they lost by or whatever it ended up being, and and you didn't look great doing it. And I get it. It's their first game. You got to build chemistry. I get it. You know, Laurie Markkinen was a, was a nice, bright spot in last night's game. 
But to me, I just don't feel like this is this is going to be a feel-good thing, if I'm being honest. Just out of the gate. That's my first impression after watching a game. That may change, you know, as they get better as a team and they start, in, in, you know, really adopting Will Hardy's ways and what he's trying to do out there. Yeah. But right now, I just don't feel super positive about this. I, 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 I don't either. I think this is going to be a very painful season. They just looked like they had no idea what they were doing. And yeah, I agree with you. Laurie Marketing, great player. I mean, he is what you He's thought a he was. Spot. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I I I don't know who I'm looking at here. I don't know why I am why am I gonna spend my time on a Sunday night when I've got NFL football on TV. It's the weekend's coming to an end. You know, me and my wife, you know, joined this this um, Western Travel Club. Yeah. And so we were like trying to plan travel to for my birthday. We're trying to go to Denmark to snowboard for my birthday and all of that, eating pizza, getting in the hot tub last night. Like I was not really that engaged or desiring to watch the Utah Jazz. And Which then, is kind of crazy to say because you're a huge NBA guy. Huge. And then I flip on the Jazz game again. And I'm just thinking to myself, I don't know these guys. I don't know this uniform. I don't know why I'm watching this. Yeah. And I think that that's a, that's a huge problem for this team. Uh, Caleb Harrison says, I thought about getting a bogey Pistons jersey. <laughs> you should. <laughs> you should. Um, let's see. Rand says, Jazz will be good in three years or so. Yeah. Um, Caleb says, who will have a better record, the Jazz or the Pistons? So oh, I would think the Pistons. Yeah. I would think the Pistons. Yeah, the Pistons are a better team. You know, I I, I don't know about that. Uh, Jacob DeLambo says, Kessler and that one guy that dropped 20. LMA. LMFAO. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, to be fair, that was a home game for Toronto, Caleb says. Yeah, but you didn't show up. You didn't show up. Uh, Jake uh, Sperling says, Raptors fans were calling THT Tim Hortons Tucker. Were they really? Do you guys know what Tim Hortons is? That's a uh, like a food chain in Canada, uh, which is just a phenomenal Canadian insult. Yes, it is. That was amazing. That was amazing. Tanner says, Jazz should never have traded Don. Well, don't disagree with that. Hoops World says, buckle up. The Jazz are the very start of a five-year rebuild. I don't think it'll be five years. I don't. I really don't. Uh, Rant says it needed to happen. Royce O'Neal wasn't an NBA starter and they couldn't beat uh, Kawhi-less Clippers. I agree they needed to go this route, but that doesn't change the fact that right now it's not a, it's not like anything. It's not anything that I'm excited about. It's not like, and, and again, I'm uh, like, I'm not trying to be overly negative on this. I'm just being honest. Like I wasn't in the mood. And again, you have to remember, Football is not my number one, and I say this probably a couple times a week. I am a basketball and a baseball guy, like, through and through. And I'm like, all right, Jazz preseason, here we go. What do you got for me? What What am I looking for? I know they're going to be a crap team, but at the same time, you know, I want some bright spots. Maybe Mike Conley's floater can come back. Like, what are we looking for, <laughs> right? And, you're holding on to Mike Conley's well, floater. Well, yeah, what else do I have to hold on to? Good lord. Jazz lose uh, their preseason opener 114-82 in Toronto. Do you care is the biggest question. Um, Spencer Morgan says uh, Sexton not starting was a little weird. That was an ugly game. Jazz have no playmaking. Let's just hope it evolves. I mean, I mean, seriously. it's going to evolve, but are they going to be like good enough to beat someone? That's the question. Well, and Caleb Harrison makes a good point. Black jerseys aren't bad. It's hard to mess up a black uniform. It is. It is, but it's just not. It's hard to go to black when you've been one of the best unis in the league. 
in the blue note. Like that's difficult to overcome. The white, the purple, the 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 city edition. Like, I, I, you're right, Caleb. The uniform's not bad. It's not bad. It's bad in comparison to what it, you had. It's just not good. It, it's just not fire. It's not. Oh, anyway, M. Morris says, love Mitchell, but he was he was leaving. This was max value. I mm, I disagree. Maybe. Uh, Jacob Delambos, uh, DeLambo says, uh, the highlighter letters definitely don't look great on black. Seeing it uh, on the nobody players, very unimpressive on the nobody players. <laughs> uh, Rants, Vanderbilt is a good defender. Jazz haven't had that. He, he is an unpolished gem. I yes. am really excited about him, and I agree. You know what I like about this team, though, on, on one regard, the thing that I noticed last night? They have a lot of try-hard defensively. Yes. They want to be good defensively. Yeah. And I appreciate that because that yeah. has not been the case with this team. Uh, let's see. Brent Burnett says, actually, Jazz did fine in the first half. Uh, Royal Blue Blood says, ha-ha, Baza Fitness comment was awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know. Uh, Tanner Plummer, who is very salty today. I feel like you've been salty for like a month now. But they're they're tanking, so we shouldn't be surprised uh, that they're going to suck not this tanking, year. Dude, I, I don't it's, know. It's a different people. Like I don't understand why this is such a difficult concept. Tanking and rebuilding are two different things. Tanking is trying to get the number one overall pick in the draft, right? Rebuilding is saying, okay, we need to change the scope of our cap space. We need to change the identity of this team. You know, yeah. and yeah, that means we're going to be a 25 win team instead of a 45 win team, right? Is that but team that you watched last night win 25 games. Uh, yeah, I think they can. You I do. Think the, yeah, I think they'll get better. I think that, you know, there's there's a lot of scheme offensively that they're just not comfortable with yet. They there there's a lot of little minutia things that we're not going to get into that we have all winter to talk about that they need to get better at. Kanai Johnson says, uh, "I'm excited to watch the Jazz lose and watch them grow from losing to winning." Okay. That's definitely valuable. Um, let's see. Brent Burnett says the Jazz were interesting, just in the wrong way. The team and the fans just trying to figure out who and what to root for. Yeah. Truth. Agreed. Truth. Boyd Lake says, didn't the Jazz have a, a Red Rocks motif uh, on black jerseys a while back? That looked nice. Why do? Why not do something more like that? Why not do something more like anything other than what they did? Yeah. You know. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, uh, bingo, nailed it. That's why I have no interest. College football, NFL, women's volleyball, badminton, all women's greater. Women's volleyball. <laughs> all greater than the NBA right now. Can always count on my oh guy, my God. Jeremy Bolton. Why don't you throw table tennis in there? Why don't you throw curling in there too, Bro, okay? By the way, it is October, so yeah. we can start talking about spring training now. Yeah. We've got season tickets to the Cubs in Mesa. Uh-huh. We got to do a spring training escape. Right. We got to like, we got to figure something out with the crew. We do. Jeff Johnson says basketball just doesn't do it for me anymore. Like it used to football is just much more entertaining right now. Truth on that, by the way, uh, 90 seconds from now, we'll, uh, announce our newest, uh, sponsor on the show. I'm super Exciting excited times. about this. Exciting times. Eric and Robbie says Huey Lewis said it best. Sometimes bad is bad. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Casual Kel. Says seeing Mike and JC is weird. They shouldn't. They should play on better contending teams. Agreed. Yeah, Jordan Mike Clarkson's Conley, got value, man. Mike Conley's a misfit on this team, and I hate to say that because it's of no fault of his own. He's done nothing to be that guy, but it just feels odd that he's on this team. Q Sam got to the point I was trying to avoid today because I'm uh, hoping. Ah, boy, here we go. Jared Butler was horrific. 
Oh, shit. Well, there you go. Spencer Morgan. Uh, by the way, Spencer, hello. Are you only here because we have a Utes thumbnail? Spencer's a huge yeah, Ute fan. Yeah. We have a Ute thumbnail today. But where's Greg Hawkins? We have a Ute thumbnail today. You know, where's Pete or whatever? Pete, you you, you guy who says yeah, we Pete. never use. Yeah, he's Pete. like, you guys never have Ute You thumbnail. guys are drinking the blue Kool-Aid. You Jerk. are a BYU channel. Uh, Vanderbilt with six assists was cool, but he should not be out assisting Conley and Beasley combined. Yeah, dude. <sighs> Ain't that yeah. the truth, man. Thomas Guest. Uh, my toddler watched the game with me all last year. Between the jersey and the new team members, they had no idea what I was watching yesterday. Pretty true. Yeah. Uh, Lopes fan Gabe says, name the Cubs spring training game, and the Lopes family is there. We got to do that. Yes. We got to do that, man. Like, it, it is – we have had so many good times around sports in this family. Mm -hmm. And my wife, you know, she's spectacular. By the way – Mrs. Monty's on the clock for colonoscopy tomorrow at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Dude. We have to talk about that later in the show, too. You know. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, Cubs and Mesa, what are the dates? If so, I'm there. Let's do it. Let's absolutely do it. Uh, but right now, we have to welcome a new sponsor to the show. The biggest stories in sports every morning, presented by... Quick Quack Car Wash. Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you the secret to impressing my neighbors, the Wyatt co-workers, you name it. I just swing by Quick Quack. It seriously takes two minutes, and people can't stop, won't stop checking me out. Getting a clean car is definitely my best life hack. Kids are messy, camping's dirty, but my truck sure isn't. How about that? Welcome Quick, quick, quick Quack, quack baby. Car Wash to the show, baby. Yeah, you know what? And and the thing that I love about Quick Quack is it's super easy. The membership is totally affordable. And honestly, the Quick Quack was the car wash. You know that you know we drive through like when we need a quick one. Like literally, no no pun intended. Like that is the car wash we had been using, and so we we come to understand that very much like Papa Murphy's Quick Quacks are franchised or local business owners who are. Who are just trying to grow their their business, and so that's kind of what what the name of the game is here. Yeah, and I, I the thing that I would 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 tell you is that if you have kids or a wife like I do, Instagram matters, right? When you're in the car wash and the soap is different colored and the lights are different colors, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, I know that's, it's like the little thing, but it's fun. And I'm telling you, the thing about Quick Quack is number one, they're everywhere, so it's not hard to find a, a wash. Yeah. Two, it's fast. The the and the other thing is, and this is a big deal to me about Quick Quack. Right. The people are friendly. And I know I talk about this all the time. Oh, Karen Montemay are coming out. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> friendly people at the car wash matters. I when we first moved to South Jordan, yeah. we were going to a different car wash, but the, the same guy was there. He looked miserable. It was like, oh, I don't want to be here. Seriously. And I never got a good car wash. Right. So we went to Quick Quash, Quick Quack. The people were friendly. Yep. It was easy. The membership was easy. And the first time we ever went to, I have to say I had my doubts because the line was kind of long. They were like really busy. It was very it's long. Like when you want to drive through a place and you're like, damn, like the line is really long. But they move them through like it's not it, it ain't anything like it is it very is efficient. Yeah. yeah, the line was long, but it went by. I mean, we were there like a total of five, seven minutes. Like it was yeah. really fast. Yeah. And again, it was great for Instagram. So quick quack car wash. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty show. Um, we really appreciate all of our sponsors. And there's been such an avalanche of, hey, you know, what are what are your rates for this? Hey, can we get on the show? What's the 
we really try to pick and choose the people that we do business with because we want it to be things that you guys can use. And mm-hmm. when you, you, you know, I know we have a lot of listeners in Phoenix and obviously Utah's by far our biggest market. Right. But there's quick quack car washes all over the place. If you're in the Bay Area, if you're in Southern California, they're there as well. But, but yeah. we, you know, the, the big thing here is just that it, it, the, the people that we're working with directly here in, in Salt Lake, they own their own locations. And that's why we're trying to help. Yeah. Them. Make sure you, you tell them, hey, we heard about you on the Monte Show. Thanks for supporting the show. Like all of that really matters, whether that's quick quack or TridayTrading.com or whoever, the advocates certainly, make sure you tell them, hey, we heard about you on the Monty Show. That's what we're doing there. It really makes a difference on the show. So without further ado, the biggest stories in sports this morning presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that, you know, football is leading the way right now, but I do think this Utah Jazz situation, the disconnect from fans and the fact that the the Utah Jazz are going to struggle to connect with their fan base. And in a year where you have the NBA All-Star game here, I I don't know, is Laurie Markkinen an All-Star? Is is Colin Sexton an All-Star? Is JC an All-Star? We'll find out. But I think, and and it's one of the trends we need to pay attention to. Mm Mm-hmm. How connected are Jazz fans with this team when you don't have a uniform you're familiar with and the people wearing those uniforms are not guys that you know or care about? Are you connected and and on any level are you passionate about the Utah Jazz right now? I think that is a huge question. I also think obviously Utah, um, another convincing victory over Oregon State as we talked about earlier on the show it really seems, feels, and appears on paper that the the Utah Utes are firmly in control of the Pac-12. Obviously, the next two weeks are going to go a long way to writing the story for this season. Yes. Um, you're at UCLA this weekend, and I know that you're a bit of a UCLA skeptic, Jake. Yeah. Um, you know, only because, well, frankly, you're a jerk. But the point is right. yeah. that mm-hmm. uh, you're a bit of a skeptic. I mean, when you right now, your feeling is that, what, Utah's going to win comfortably convincingly uh, I think that I think that you know most of the game it's a one possession game and and I could see Utah you know pulling away to win by 10 or or maybe even 14 you know I I think that it's they're not they're definitely not blowing UCLA out but I think that you know Utah is good enough to control that game Utah is is just better like I think you know Utah overall should that defense should be able to you know make DTR's life difficult you talk about Charbonnet yeah. like they should not be allowing five, seven, you know, nine yards like uh, on a carry. That should be a a tough three yards a carry type game for any running back against this defense. And I just think that that UCLA is that team that is working their ass off to be relevant, and they're just not. I, I I'm sorry, I'm not ready to say that UCLA is this legit contender to do anything. Are they a good team? Yes, they're four and zero. Like. You're 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 in a good place as a football team right now, but you haven't run into a defense the caliber of Utah. You know you haven't had to overcome uh, a, a a a really quality, well thought out, well schemed and prepared defense, and that to me is what I want to see. If 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 DTR comes out and throws the ball all over the place and has some ridiculous game against Utah's defense, then I'll be ap- happy to eat my crow sandwich. But somehow I, I just don't see that happening. I think this is going to be a struggle for for that offense yeah. with UCLA. So that's why I feel like yeah, it's a good game, but Utah will win it. 
This is why. Anyway, my point is that uh, speaking of the Pac-12, big update over the weekend. Uh, we find out that Fox uh, Television has told the Pac-12 that they are not currently interested in bidding uh, for Tier 1 rights with the Pac-12. Um, and this has really put the Pac-12 in a, in a bind. About two weeks ago, Fox it, it walked away, essentially, from negotiations with the Pac-12. Mm -hmm. And they really have not been engaged in that process over the last month, if we're being honest. Um, they kind of made that official that they were not bidding for Tier 1 rights. And what's interesting is right now, it really is ESPN in the driver's seat for Pac-12 television rights. And I think this is a big deal. This is scary. If you are uh, the Pac-12 right now, you're running out of options when it comes to TV. And obviously, this brings Amazon and Apple into the the you know the 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 conversation in a much bigger role. Mm -hmm. But when you look at Fox telling the Pac-12, as television industry sources told us, Fox has told the Pac-12, we're not bidding for your tier one rights. We're not interested in that right now. Obviously, Fox, the Big Ten, all of those deals that were done, Fox spent a lot of money on that. I think Fox is starting to get behind the the you know the the theory that the Pac-12 is collapsing and they're not going to put money into that deal. I think Fox would like a Pac-12 game a week. And I think that's really it from what I understand. Fox is not looking for a major piece of the pie. Yeah. I don't even think Fox is a tier two candidate. I think streaming is a tier two candidate, which brings back the ESPN conversation because you know what ESPN wants? ESPN wants the right to the to that late night Pac-12 after dark game that they can put on TV, that they can put on radio, and they, they can put on ESPN Plus, which is streaming. Is Amazon going to do a deal with the Pac-12 if their tier one partner has the rights to stream a game on the ESPN app? I think that brings in a lot of logistical issues for Amazon, Apple, and the Pac-12. All of that to say, Jake, I think the the, the TV negotiations for the Pac-12 are very messy right now. Yeah, and I think that it puts the Pac-12 in a hole because the Pac-12 is sitting here trying to figure out, you know, how it's going to distribute its product. And you have a major football network like Fox saying it's not really particularly interested in what you have to offer outside of a, a game a week. That, that says everything you know, that, that needs to be said, uh, you know, and as far as Amazon and, and all these other folks are concerned in the streaming side of things. Yeah. I think there's a battle for streaming, but again, it needs to be said with where the PAC 12 is at right now. And really the PAC 10 is at right now. You you're sitting here as a streaming, you know, provider thinking, okay, why would we do this now? What, what benefit does it bring Amazon to pick up Pac-12 coverage, if well, you really think about it, because yeah. you have all this success with the NFL, you have a a history making, you know, what was it, 13 million viewers on Thursday Night Football in 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 the first week or whatever, and then you know it's been a big success. So to me, if I'm Amazon, it's not like you need the exposure. It's not like Amazon Web Services needs the exposure to the Pac-12 fan. It'd be nice to have, but you don't need it. So to me. If I'm Amazon, I'm sitting here like, yeah, what is Apple offering? What are these other providers offering? And let's see if we feel like we want to take that yeah. or not. That is the problem if you're the conference. Jake, by the way, um, <clears throat> Freedom USA 1982 leaves us two $10 tips to okay. say. Well, first of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the tips. 
BYU would lay the smack down on the Utes. Boo Utes. <laughs> Utah to the Mountain West, LOL. The LOL tells me that this is an absolute troll job. Oh, there's no doubt. I'm Freedom, Freedom USA 1982 also says the Lord's team will beat Utah. <laughs> ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. Ha, 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 Schemers trying to control their little worlds. The Pac-12 is DTing. Does that mean DTF? Yeah, what is DT? Oh, he means dying. Oh, dying. The Pac okay, is dying. The Pac-12 shouldn't have rejected BYU. Well, here's the problem, Freedom USA 1982. We all know that God is a Notre Dame fan. Right. Like, touchdown, okay, Jesus. Man. Are you kidding me right now? Right. Like, touchdown, Jesus. Right. That and, and so we know that Jesus scored a touchdown for Notre Dame because... But you weren't expecting this one. Touchdown, comma. Jesus, not like, not like the name touchdown, Jesus. Touchdown, comma. Jesus! Come on, let's go. Golden Duck, like... Okay, I'll move on because... That's probably pissing people off. Um, Freedom says the Lord, it's the Lord cursing the Pac-12 for rejecting his team. <laughs> BYU will not be denied justice. BYU for life. Okay. To which Rance says, BY who? <laughs> so see, now, it, now we've deteriorated to, you know. Thank you, Eric and Raleigh. The Lord's team is Notre Dame. We all are aware wow. of this. Wow. We all are aware of this. Um, you know, wow. I just, okay. you know, what? by the way, if you guys want to tip us, we always really appreciate that. All of that money goes into our infrastructure fund, which, which by the way, it's coming, dude. It's good. Let's just say, let's just say, say, and if you know, you know, we spent a lot of money with Utah's largest bank this weekend. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Mrs. Monty, let's just get a pulse check real quick. Uh oh. So uh oh, you're you're getting some work done on the baho this Butthole. week. <laughs> so what it what are you what are you eating today? Not a good question. Nothing. <laughs> Not a good question at all, Coach. So you're eating nothing. You're on a liquid diet today. I am. I'm doing the responsible thing. See, kids, as you get older in life. Oh boy. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, look under the hood and check things out. <laughs> Take that probe in the ball. So it is colonoscopy time. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. How are you? So you haven't missed a meal yet, necessarily. No. But no. I see you over there. You're not, so tell everybody what you're allowed to do today. Uh, so today is when I begin a complete liquid diet. Now they give you a whole like rubric or direction on how to do this, right? Did, I'm do. sorry. Did you say rubric? Yeah. A flow chart. Yeah. It's a flow chart. Yeah. They, they do give you instructions. <laughs> so it's a clear liquid diet. No <laughs> solid food, no alcohol, avoid beverages with red food coloring. Damn. Clear liquids include apple juice, grape juice, <laughs> and be that white grape juice, not the other. Like, you know, purple grape juice. <laughs> um, water, soda, sports drinks, plain tea, plain coffee. Are we, are, what, are we doing Cafe Rio for lunch today? Are we... Um... <laughs> What are you thinking, man? You think, think yes, Alexa? Yes, you did. Yes, you, you know, did. So what, about, what about some Chipotle? 
consume a large no. amount of liquids throughout the day. <laughs> I don't know. You know, we could because you're going to dehydrate yourself. This you is sh- a you know, tasty burger. them through. We could we your, could go to the, we could go to the Dirty Bird and get a chicken sandwich. Chicken Sando. That sounds good to me. I mean, I think I'm going to have oats with bananas for breakfast today. It's going to be good. You are deep um, in the doghouse. You know, like, I'm just thinking I'm about all about of the like solid deep. food that I'm going to eat today that's going to be well-flavored, oh, man. very warming to my my large, bosoms. prodigious bosoms. Right. Um, I get to have Jello. <laughs> you know, hey, there's there's some reward in <laughs> and that. And then there's that. <laughs> you know, let me know how that goes Jesus, for you. Jesus, dude. You know. Okay, so in all seriousness, the, it, what's it the is, feeling right is, now? This is very certain. Like, it's... Stopping the jokes. If you are, if you have a history of of you know colon cancer in your family, I know it's uncomfortable to talk about. Please get a get a colonoscopy. Get the diagnostic done. Uh, Mrs. Monty is the first one in the Monty clan to do it. I could not get an appointment until spring, believe it or not. Um, but now? if I could have one today, I would. Um, it's something we all need to take seriously. You know, colorectal cancer screenings save lives. Period. Um, you get you go through it. It's a two day process. It is not fun. Um, you are taking lots of laxatives to clear out the, you know, the the the, the rivers of greatness in the bowels, in the you know, in the groinal region. But it's worth it because then you get that thing shoved up your hindquarters, and they tell you, "Hey, you're healthy. We'll see you in ten years." And if you're not, hey, I a friend of mine just had a colonoscopy six weeks ago. They took out some like precancerous lesions. Pause, bro. Pause. Like, I'm telling you, it's life saving. Please take it seriously. Please do it um, if you have not. Um, so there you go. Uh, Mrs. Monty will rejoin us coming up uh, as we talk about uh, all that good stuff. What are the people saying? Um, the people are saying, let's see. Uh, Freedom USA 1982 says, I gave us another $10 tip. Thank you. I got a colonoscopy to help me. I had, uh, I had a Ute doctor do it. Only good thing they are good for. Well, there you go. I'm, I am also going to the University of Utah. Yeah. So. Otherwise known as Roto Rooter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really? Was it the Was it the rattler? The yeah. bull rattler. <laughs> Hopefully, all goes well and smooth. Not looking forward to that day when I have to do those. If you've got any, if you've got any family history, I'm telling you, when you turn 35, you ought to be looking at it. You know, like it is, it is. Uh, Brett Burnett says, somebody gets to do a lot of flagellating. Okay. Flagellating. Maybe. Is that what that, you know. Um, you know, Kyle J says, uh, trying to read Freedom USA 82's comments is giving me a headache. You know. Uh, hey, Monty, your bosoms are somewhere else. Thank you. Pretty dink. <laughs> They're where I say they are. They go where I tell them to go. Bonnie, uh, They don't. I, you know. No. Uh, Freedom says BYU wiped their feet on the Pac-12's door. Need I say more? Uh, Donnie, you're out of your element. The last time I checked, Oregon was in the Pac-12. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, Kay Nuren says I started at 50. Jacob DeLambo says the Jazz need a colonoscopy. Damn. They need Damn. to check inside there and see if there's anything cancerous. Damn. Jeremy Bolton says Caruso enjoys his colonoscopies. Wow. Uh, Kenai Johnson says uh, I can't spell Jesus uh, without the U. Wow. Oh, no, damn. <laughs> see what he did there? Damn, J- bro. J-E-L-L-O. Jello. Uh, anyway. Anyway. I appreciate you being so open and honest about, you know, sharing your... your so col- what's the hunger level right now? I mean, are you hungry yet? 
No. No, not yet. No. no. I probably around like 10, I'll probably be like, damn, I wish I had something. I should have eat. eaten breakfast already. And, yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> you guys are crazy. Uh, <laughs> Caleb says, y'all got me wanting Cafe Rio. <laughs> 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 we will and i will be I, i'm very supportive of this like i offered to do yeah the, you can't be rolling into the crib the next two days with bomb ass food while no, she's over here but, starving but i did <laughs> offer to do the liquid diet with mrs monty mm-hmm. she did not want me to do that right um because you can't have you can't i'm if both of you are doing it that would be miserable no here's I mean, what my concern is dude you have a lower tolerance oh God, for a lack of, <laughs> you know, nutrition. And I just, I, oh. I, I can't have Dude. you like, I have to have you at a hundred percent. Cause I'm oh only going to be at 50%. <laughs> wow. Oh dear. Oh my. <laughs> Thankfully it's time for football at 50 presented by Papa Murphy's pizza. <laughs> I did not. I I will admit, I did melt down over some. We were putting on our sheets the other night. I was tired, like I was out of gas. I had a meltdown over over sheet suspenders the other night. Yeah, melt down. <laughs> I was like, that was a little frustrating. So I actually got it done. Sat down on the bed before I got in the shower, and watched a YouTube video on it. And if you had just watched the YouTube video before you put the sheet suspenders on, it would have been way easier. But I didn't. And stuff. And so that's why Zach Wilson's back with the New York Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson <laughs> throws a touchdown with two picks. Uh, pops. Th- Is it the gritty? Yes, the Did gritty. Just, uh, the gritty, yes. Um, and the Jets win. Confidence level that Zach Wilson is a viable NFL quarterback. I think he's viable, but I'm still going to maintain that the Jets are an awful organization. And I think that, you know, Zach has a lot of talent. um, But at the same time, you know, you can only work with what you have to work with. So some of it is Zach, but some of it is the Jets, too. Yeah, I would agree. I think... Zach's got to prove he can stay healthy at the NFL level. That's yeah, well, and I line, think the other problem was is that Joe Flacco comes in and is balling out as a Jet, and it's like, all right, well, that balling means it's out. Zach. You know, that means it's Zach, not the Jets. Yep. Who's the best quarterback in the NFL? Because Jake and I are diametrically opposed to this. Right. It, it was about who's the best-looking quarterback in the NFL. It's Justin Haber. I think we all know that. Right. But it's not. It's the best quarterback in the NFL, and I will just again say – it's going to change week to week, but right now, today, it's Patrick Mahomes. That that show he put on against Tampa last night was nothing short of spectacular. Jake, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, it's it's hard to make a case against that after what we saw last night. But at the same time, I do feel like that Bucks defense is, is a, you know, a little bit overrated. I have to say it. Like, I think, you know, it didn't feel like they were super prepared for – all the ability of Patrick Mahomes. And maybe, hey, maybe that's just his greatness. Totally get it. You know, he made a ton of plays last night. But at the same he time, I, I still feel like, to me, Josh Allen and that comeback was equally as good. I think that, you know, that second half, that was a, 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 a downright dominant performance by them. So to me, it's like, you know, yeah, it is week to week, but I've been on the Josh Allen train most of the season. And, and oh, that's wait, wait, wait. Say. Stop, stop. I, I, Coach Lovren in Seattle has nailed it. Get the he hell out of Gino here. Geno Smith is top two in the NFL. Geno Smith is Yeah, top. and the Gino. Bears are going to win a Super Bowl hey, this year. Hey, Geno, you suck. Uh, Geno Smith, he's playing well. Geno Smith or Russell Wilson? Your mom. 
Um, Russell, what's wrong with Russell Wilson? I don't know, dude. I'm telling you. Why does it always play out like this? Dudes get the big contract and then they underperform. A pressure trying to do too much. Geno Smith is not a good quarterback, but he's certainly better right now than Matthew Stafford. Hey, that Stafford. comment about Cooper Rush right there, it is tongue-in-cheek. I get it, but it, there has to be this conversation about Cooper Rush and Dak. If Dak, when Dak, not if, when Dak comes back and takes back his job, is there not more pressure on him now that oh Cooper Rush has been this successful? They're going to cut. There is no doubt in my mind. They are going to cut Zeke in the offseason. I don't think you're giving the job to Cooper Rush, but I think you start looking at uh, Dak Prescott very, very closely. Caleb says losing every game by three points is better than losing by 45 to nothing for the Lions. Yeah. By the way, the Lions should have won that game. They're on pace to give up the most points in NFL history. Yeah, but they also have one of the best defenses or offenses in the NFL. I think they've scored the most points in the NFL this year. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they have it. Uh, Tanner, stop it. He says Gino's winning the MVP this year. New York Jazz fan, thank you. Gino who? Exactly. Gino Bataglia. Gino. Uh, Sean Mirzinski says Bronco run game is going to be a disaster if Javante's out. Could be. Yep. Lamar Jackson is the number one in fantasy league. Talking with Raphael Podcast. On the new skin radio network. How's your baby, Raphael? Um, you know. It is what it is. Royal Pain 83 says his name is Justin Herbert. It's Justin Hey Bear, and he's got a 12-pack of abs. Yeah. I know his name is Justin Herbert. It, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kyle J says, please cut Zeke this offseason. I That's think need to, bro. That's happening. Yeah. You got to move on. You got to move on. Yeah, exactly right. Caleb says the Broncos are struggling. Um... Wow, look at the comment dump right there. Uh, talking with Raphael says, baby is great feeding time right now, LOL. That's right. That's right. Well, Let least, him eat on the Monty some, Show. At least someone on this show is eating. Yeah, because it ain't us. Uh, let's see. Jeremy Bolton says, Josh Allen has to be up there, right? Yeah, I, in, in all seriousness, best quarterbacks in the NFL right now, I think Josh Allen has to be there. I think Aaron Rodgers has to be there. I think Patrick Mahomes has to be there. Certainly. I don't think Tom Brady's in that cut anymore. I, honest, I'm not joking about this. Yeah. I think his dysfunction at home has greatly impacted his ability on the field. I think his wife, Giselle's, or, or listen, Giselle and her Bunchton do not want Tom playing quarterback right now. I thought that was funny. It Anyways, was. the point is, what yeah. do you make of Lamar Jackson? I know you're not a big Lamar guy, but he has to. You know, we got to talk about him. I think the the Baltimore Ravens should have paid him. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, they should have. But by the way, they needed him to make a throw yesterday. Could he make it? He didn't make it. I mean, that's the bottom line. Um, you know, Allen is one or two, Jeremy. I would agree with that. James Knight, what's up? He says, what about the might of the Adelaide 36ers taking care you of the You knew Suns? James Knight was going to show up with that today, didn't you? The Phoenix Suns are the greatest team ever. Moving on. Uh, Zach Thornton says, happy wife, happy life. Very true. Correct. And when Giselle's Bunchton is unhappy, everybody's unhappy. There's no doubt. I, I just think his play has suffered. I do. Now, yeah. is he Justin Fields bad? No, because nobody in the NFL is as bad as Justin Fields is. Well, and I think there's a belief that Tom Brady is going to come through when you need him Justin the most. Fields. Yeah. Arlington Park Bears, we get it. Bust. Huge mistake, Justin Fields. It's all I can say. And listen, Maserati Mitch is, as somebody said last week, Mazda Mitch, now that he's gotten benched, 
I don't know that he's gotten benched or lost his job forever. I have no idea. But Miata Mitch had better make a comeback. Miata Mitch. Miata Mitch just flows a little better. Yeah, the uh, convertible is closed now. Take a seat. Yeah, the Fiat 500 (laughs) Mitch. uh, You know, I I just, I don't know that Mitch Trubisky lost his job full time there. But, I mean, Pickett got in and, and, yeah, they still lost. Uh, Ravens are waiting uh, to trade for Drew Locke. Everybody. Yeah, Drew Locke. Tanner Plummer says, I was pulling for the Bears yesterday. What happened? They suck. That's what happened. Josh Lovren says, Mazda 6, Mitch. No, because he doesn't throw touchdowns. He doesn't throw touchdowns. You go, Mitch. Thank you. No, you. No, you go, Mitch. How about you go? It's your turn. Get the... Anyway, the point is, I feel better about myself. Good. Good. Excellent. Uh, Football 50, 10 in the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. Real quick, 60 seconds. Your thoughts on the Tua Tungavailoa firing of the independent neurologist got whacked that allowed Tua Tungavailoa to get a concussion on Sunday and then get a concussion on Thursday four days later. He was fired this week by the team. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that that Tua should sue the NFL. That's what I think. I think that Tua, you know, was was let down by by the league, and I think we could all see it. And and I don't. I, I'm still not going to let go of. The Dolphins saying that the first concussion on Sunday was a back injury. It wasn't a back injury, and we all knew it wasn't a back injury. No, and I'm not. tired of hearing about it. He had a concussion. He hit his head on the ground. We've seen that exact motion to create a concussion a thousand times in the league. And then to allow him to come back to the game and then to allow him to play against the Bengals is just a disservice. And I think it's not good enough. To, like, to me, if I'm Tua... I'm suing him. I'm suing the league. Like, I'm making a big deal out of this because legit, not exaggerating, dude could have died on the football field. Like, we all understand that. I just don't think people take it seriously. Honest to God. Papa Murphy's uh, presents Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour. And again, now the greatest product advent in the history of pizza from Papa Murphy's Pizza. 911, what's your emergency? I smell something delicious and I don't know what it is. Ma'am? We trace the smell, and it's coming from inside your oven. Ah, amazing! Papa Murphy's. Let's go. Come on. Come on. That's pretty good, dude. Come on. Tell me you're not doing that, because I'm doing that. That's pretty I'm damn good, dude. And after my wife gets her colonoscopy thing out of her butt, she is all out about... Out of her butt. Oh, she is. She is all about, it, it, like, decorating the house for Halloween. Oh, yeah. Oh, she can. She's trying a, to put like dead baby dolls in the front yard. Yeah. How about my wife? Like, hey, um, honey, <laughs> honey, we need to go by Michael's so that we can get all the dead baby heads and put them in the front yard. I do really we, don't care if you think um, it's us. Do we have time to do that today? <laughs> I was like, no, maybe tomorrow. No, I want to do it today. Well, I'm the man of the house. We do what I say. Okay, you're right. I'm going to say this again. You're the best. I love you. <laughs> That's how the conversation went. Verbatim. I'm sure that's exactly Verbatim. how it went. I'm sure. You're the best. I love you. Right, right. He's a brilliant guy. Can I rub your feet while you watch football? Anyway, the point is, my wife's a huge f- fan of feet. She loves them. Anyway, the point. Okay, now you're making it weird. Ain't making it weird now. Too bad. The point is, make sure you order the Jacko pizza. We have to. Leave the olives off of it. I mean, we should get one today. Mrs. Monty can't eat it, so... You know, anyway, screwed up, man. Real quick, though, there was a house down the street that decorated for Halloween already. And our neighbor, like the famous, the, 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 our neighbor, 
already has. And they have like the stand with a big bright pumpkin on it. And I want it. I want it. But my wife's like, honey, we go to Harmon's yesterday and they have like all those warded out, ugly looking infected pumpkins in front of the bin. Right. I want two of those. No, I hate those things. Why? I, they just, I mean, they make me think you, you guys probably don't remember this, but the elephant man, all those years ago, remember the movie, the elephant man, you don't. Jake's like 13. He doesn't remember that, anything. It, like, what kind it, of movies were you watching? One of the greatest movies of all time. The Elephant Man? Yeah. yeah. What did he use his trunk to beat you or something? God. What? Like, what? Do, what? Is this the dagger? Like. So. How? We're taking applications for a new co-host of You're the show. You're a douche. Because. <laughs> how do you. Anyway. It's just like the deformed, weird pumpkin thing wigs me out when they've got like all those bumps on them. That's pretty much self-explanatory. Nah, bro. Just give me a regular old... I, you know what my favorite pumpkin is? The white one. Give me a regular old white pumpkin that I can carve and make it look like nothing at all because I can't draw my own name most days. Right. But like that's fun. But my, my wife's like, honey, can we get the inflatable... And blow it up and put it on the roof and paint the house orange. How about that? She'd like do the whole night. She would, yeah. She would fill the... But this year, I'm not even kidding. She's like, hey, can we get um, dead baby doll heads? And <laughs> we could just like put them all over the front yard. Got a cemetery in the front yard for doing? like a month. <laughs> you, like why? Like clown heads and baby dolls. No. How about pump? How, how about this? Let's get crazy. How about pumpkins for Halloween? How you about your mom are hillbillies? Your pumpkin, like the dead baby heads. <laughs> I'm all good to decorate for Christmas. Last Would year, you say that you're festive? No, no. <laughs> I'm a guy. God, come on. French fries and football, right? Hose. Traegers. Anyway, the point, yeah. Hose. You know, we. by the way, we made the pizza on the Traeger last night. My main point of all of this is... <laughs> my main point of all of this is... Jesus. I have no idea what we're doing. My main point on all of this is I'm all down to decorate for Christmas. Okay. I think it's a must. You got to do the lights. You got to do the this but and the that. But you have a guy that comes to the house to hang the lights. Yeah, he has risen, all that. I'm down. <laughs> The point is, I'm not like, this I don't understand. Why. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> like last year, my wife's like, hey, let's put a dead body in the front yard. <laughs> like she wants to put like, I don't know her fascination. And my my biggest fear is one, one year, I'm going to be the dead body in the front yard, uh -huh. which is why you should get a colonoscopy. Whatever. The point is, the point is, right. I'm not, I'm not a Halloween guy. You know, we bought our candy already. Okay. All the boxes. All right. What's your favorite kind of candy? I felt so bad. My wife can't have nuts. Okay, that came out wrong. God damn it. One of the things she cannot eat because of the colonoscopy is peanuts of you, any you kind. Balls. You're such a jerk. So yesterday we're riding up the, the lift at, at PCMR and I gave her peanut M&Ms. Right. And we're on the way down and she's like, oh, I had peanuts. I want more. I felt bad. Uh, my favorite candy bar by far is Snickers because it's yeah. the best candy bar. Yeah. Twix is pretty good too. By the way, real quick on the, the PCMR thing. Mm -hmm. We went there because it was the last day to ride the lift up. Right. I, why are you charging me $6 for a generic bottle of water? Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you buying listen, water there? I Because I'm stupid and I didn't bring some with me. 
I am um, a Vail Resorts guy through and through. Right. But stop charging. It was $6.50 for a bottle of life water. Just so you can go to Pound Town. Bro, I bought a, a Twix bar, peanut butter, or peanut M&Ms in a bottle of water for $17. And I'm rich. I get it. But are um, you gouging me? Yes. Yeah, they are. Yes, they are, in fact. Ridiculous. All right, a couple of comments because then we got to get to uh, we got to get to uh, Jutta. Uh, Del Hargis says, "Monty, the king of segways. When you can segue into a promo for a colonoscopy, it's what I do." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, let's see. Tanner says, "LOL. When I was a Latter Day Saint seminary, one of my teachers believed that Halloween is a holiday that was created by the devil." Perfect. The devil's not real. Having fun is the name of the game. You know, dude. Like that's that's what's crazy to me. The other thing is that ending idiots who run around with eggs and like egg people's cars and houses. Yeah. I'm not I, here for the egging portion. I'm not. And uh -oh. why do you smash pumpkins? Like, uh -oh. why do people smash pumpkins? Giggity says, you're not paying six for the water. You're paying six for your mistake. Thank Correct. you. Correct. I, I, I feel better. Thank you. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I feel better. Thank you. Uh, Tanner says, why are you charging six for a bottle of water? Yep. There's Karen Montemayor. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Chocolate or gummy candy? Oh, no, 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 no. Caleb, the correct question is what chocolate-covered gummy candy do you like? Reese's Pieces with Mike and Ike's. Cinnamon Get bears. Get it going. Cinnamon bears, mm. which Mrs. Monty detests, so I never get them. They're just not that good. Yeah, well, okay. Damn. They're just not. Damn. They're not that good. But now, let me tell you what now. <sighs> I'm telling you, we got to have a discussion about candy now. Why do you say hurtful things? Cinnamon bears, chocolate covered cinnamon bears specifically are, I mean, it's orgasmic. It's amazing. It's, it's awesome. We, we all know there's really only one type of really good Halloween candy. Oh, please enlighten us. Oh, great it's colonoscopy. Ah! No, it's yeah. not. It's not. Yes. No. Yes, it is. First That's of all, right. First of all, the, That's right. the Stover's marshmallow egg is far better than a Reese's egg. The marshmallow egg. The the Stover's what the Stover's oh, marshmallow egg. See, I don't understand what he's saying. Could you try English? Okay. <laughs> By the way, we are understand. now hiring for a co-host and a CFO, COO. And um, we were saying that somebody who does all the work behind the scenes, so I don't have to. So right. We have two open positions now at the Monty Show. Well said. The Stover's marshmallow egg is amazing. It is underrated. Maybe at every Easter. Year. No, I don't know what holiday no, you think this is. No. You know, at Halloween, they put out their little egg thing that's that's covered in. At Christmas time, it's a Santa Claus. At Halloween, I'm pretty sure, and maybe it's a pumpkin. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure at Halloween they also put the egg out, and it um, is it is. What the hell is wrong? You are delusional. Hell out of here with that. Anyways, no, I'm not. Reese's eggs are overrated. What? Period. And what I've come to learn what? is. What I've come to learn is, as as a as a fat chubby guy, I've learned a that fat, I know chubby guy. that I know not really that chubby anymore. I know candy. I've Keep learned real. that confection peanut butter sucks. That's what I've learned. Like I need real, and this is Mrs. Monty being a snob now, so she's like converted me. I need real peanut butter. Keep like it real, and I hesitate to say this out loud. But I will for your edification and enjoyment. Excuse me, for my edification? I need real nut butter. <laughs> like, 
I need almond butter and peanut oh butter. Oh my god! I need like the real thing. I like when you eat that. Like the problem with Reese's peanut butter cups is that peanut butter just weirds me out. Right, now. but if that's if you have fifty of them, if you just have like three, you're fine. Who the fuck? Who only eats three? Who only eats the? Can I? In all seriousness, oh, hey, you want some peanut butter M and M's? Here's three. Who eats three? Who? Who? I want to point out the MFer who only eats three. What the fuck are you? You're such a jerk. <laughs> like, this is a guy you're like, hey, here's a six pack of Reese's peanut butter eggs. Who the fuck is that you guy? You go, here you go. <clears throat> Can I have one? Oh, I ate them already. They're gone like that. Who eats three? I'm not talking about me. We're talking anyway. about you. <laughs> anyway, right. Robert says like almond you. butter is great. I love almond butter. M. Moore says almond butter Snickers. Never had one. If that's do they real. make almond butter Snickers? I, I've not heard that. I hope not. I, Justin's almond butter and peanut butter does make <laughs> peanut butter cups. Uh, let's James. see. J Jacob Lambo <laughs> says the peanut butter it, in it is now trash. Truth. James Knight says, "Did I'm sorry? Did you just say you need a real nut bar?" <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually not what I said. Uh, Jacob says the peanut butter is in it now is trash. I agree with you on that. Robert says seasonal Reese's eggs are the best. Uh, San Diego State Aztec says, oh, hell no, Monty. Don't throw shade in any way at anything Reese's. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. I'm telling you, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. Chocolate oranges at Christmas. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Caleb says peach rings and lifesavers all day, bro. Oh, I love peach rings. Oh, see, peach but I and lifesavers. Oh, they're soaked. The the gummy lifesavers. Oh my good god! Is that what he meant, or did he mean real regular lifesavers? Sa no, because... he meant the gummy lifesavers. It's Caleb Harrison. He has actual taste in class. He doesn't eat. I think like... we need clarification. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no, I guess not. <laughs> How do we always get on food or candy in the 8 o'clock hour? Can somebody explain this to me? We're only here for one reason. By the way, we ate at Super Chicks again over the weekend. Mm-mm-mm-mm. We made... were in a delusional or a delirious state on Friday after work. So we ate at Super Chicks, and that was great. And then we came home and passed out. And then Saturday, Mrs. Monty and I went back to Super you Chicks. You went back? Yes. <laughs> yes. Jeez! As part of the prep for this, you can't <laughs> you can't have any raw fruits or vegetables. Oh man! Yeah. Oh, that's right. Like, and you're basically you're vegetarian, but you're almost vegan, which pretty much like, means I'm a vegetarian, right? But you know, so I was like, um, so Mrs. Monty's like, um, honey, where can we get some vegetables? I'm like, Super Chicks. They have they have lettuce and tomato no, on their so sandwiches. Let's I do it. That, that I was gonna you're eat welcome. didn't have like lettuce or tomato or yeah. onion yeah. or like yeah. I'm telling you now, no oats. I, I couldn't have my oats. I couldn't have cereal like that. Our good we cereal. also, you know, the other thing we did the other day, we had a Beto's breakfast burrito. No, no, no. only it was from Gualberto's. Yes. We had Gualbertos. The Gualbertos in Riverton. What are you doing? No, it's good, man. It was really good. Way better. Than it was Bertos. really good. Really? But we went on kind of a weekend binge because, you know, again, Roto Rooter and the butt coming up this week. She can't eat like anything. He's going to go into crisis lockdown. And, and let's be honest. But it, and I know it's 812 on the Monty Show presented by the Advocates, <laughs> UtahAdvocates.com. Um, <laughs> let's be. 
let's be honest. Since Hawaii, we have oh. not been back on the train full time. Today, we get back on the train. Like, we got to work out now. We got to eat well. Well, like, good luck finding time to work out, okay? That's part of the reason we're not on the train. It's been challenging. We're building right now. Yeah, it's been challenging since we've gotten back from Hawaii to get the workout in every day. But we got to do it. I mean, whether I got to stay up late or get up earlier, well, you can't get up earlier than I get up. But yeah. it is what it is. So, yeah, there you go. But we went to Super Chicks the other day. I don't know what is in their custard. It's bomb, man. Dude, like, I had a I had a mint Oreo shake at Super Chicks the other day. I I don't I I went to another universe. Like I swear it had ayahuasca in it. It was that good. <laughs> like I went I went to? I went full AA Ron with that shake. That full AA Ron. It was good. Uh, let's see. Carlin Lefebvre says, I tried the chicken parm sandwich from Super Chicks oh, over the weekend. Absolute gas. Dude, it was amazing. So good, bro. It was a uh, Neville 93 says, that's my favorite restaurant, Gualberto's. It, dude, that breakfast now burrito. I try it. Dude. Can we go there today? Yeah, sure. I had a I had a breakfast burrito from, the, but the thing is, Mrs. Monty eats this like acid hot sauce that they have. <laughs> And I just like, she's like, oh, that's the pre prep to so the liquid good. diet. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> That'll put you on a liquid diet, whether you're on one or not. Trust you me. You out of your goddamn But mind. she's like, oh, it's so good. The hot sauce. And so I tried it and it was like death. Like one drop. It's that sauce where like, you know, when you bring it close. Like and ghost pepper sauce. Right. But you smell it and it, your brain starts to liquefy. And as you can see, I'm going through some shit right now. It was like acidy hot. It was like, ah! Like, it's not... Have you ever seen the movie, the Quentin Tarantino, John Travolta movie? Um, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Where she, like, when the lady overdoses on H, and she's like, Aah! you took that hot sauce the other day, I put it on my burrito, I ate it, and I was like, Aah! like, it was... <laughs> I, no. Don't, don't. Dude, what is this? Green sauce is where this is at. I don't know what just happened. Um... Del Hargis says uh, 130 watching, 22 likes. Hit the hit hit the like button, gents. Yeah, please hit do. it, gents. I agree I with that. Uh, what y'all think about who hot? I have no, what is who hot? H U H O T. Don't know. That's Hoy probably hot, hot sauce. Riley, no you have to educate is. us, bro. Uh, you know, uh, Freedom uh, says I would rather go to back to Iraq circa 2004 than let the Utes beat BYU. Well, damn. Good luck. Um, James Knight says, do you guys HSP over there? Um, I don't know what HSP is a euphemism for, but, you know. This is corny stuff. You know. <laughs> Freedom USA says, the youths haven't played anyone good this year. Stop. Why? why? Okay. okay. So are we? Uh, no, okay. no, because that's a troll job. We don't need to indulge in that. Stop. Stop. Just because you're a BYU fan doesn't mean Utah sucks and everything. The fast pass for Douche Mountain because you're a douche. It's the Pac-12. Everybody's good. It's There are no easy outs in the Pac-12. I don't care if it's Cal Stanford, your mom, her cousin. Like, they're all good. Right. They just thumped Oregon State, who is a very solid football team. They get UCLA on the road. And then USC next weekend. Mm -hmm. We're going to find out. But you don't have to hate. And they are clear. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Jeremy Pagan. They should have beat Florida. They're far Clearly. better than Florida. And that's not a Utah homer take. I think most people agree with that. Uh, you just hate. Yeah. yeah, most people agree with that. Stop. I, it's, I love BYU fans. We talk a ton of BYU on this show. But you can't be delusional and think, oh, BYU's the best. Utah sucks. Check the record book, dude. Like, have 
at least have a small modicum of respect for your opponent. Like, come on. Let's talk about it. I'm a good come listener. Uh, San Diego State says, as I said earlier, how did the movie Braveheart end? I'm not sure what you're referencing. Braveheart's too long. And this is another one of me and Mrs. Oh, Monty's disagreeing. Well, we, we disagree about this. And She's, you two motherfuckers need yeah, to well, well, Yeah, you guys need to just pass We disagree on, on this because Braveheart's this not right. a good so movie. So Elephant Man, Braveheart. I mean, what, what else are we looking at? Braveheart is a good movie. It's it just really too long. But you only like what? that because okay. Mel Gibson's half naked. No. Well, who no, doesn't? No, actually, like I don't. Th- I've never thought that Mel Gibson was hot. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> really? I think it's a good dramatic story. Okay. It's a okay. good okay. dramatic okay. story. Um, and what story I mean, would that be? The the story of what the hell was his name? Well, I don't know his dude name, on a horse with yeah. war paint. Yeah, it, Mel it's Gibson. This, it's a, <laughs> it's a the story of the Scottish. People right. who are like being... going to war and saving your country. Type well, yeah, thing. that didn't work out. I, I want you to know they they were actually annexed by the British. That's not but what that's we're fine. About. I mean, um, okay. you know, they're part yeah. of the right. you know, um, Great Britain. But now, anyways, uh, William McWallace, right? Was there, that, yeah, yeah. New York yeah, Jazz fan. That's, that's William his character Wallace. in that well, movie. Yeah, yeah. So that's his his character. That, but gets, anyways, it's a he good movie. He gets killed at the end of the movie. He does. Yeah. Classic. I Mel don't know Gibson. what the end of Braveheart has to do with anything. <laughs> yeah, what what are we referencing with that? So yeah. wait, Mel Gibson's not hot? No. Bruce Willis. No, I John never Travolta? thought that either of them were hot. No. Tom Cruise. Uh I probably thought he was cute when I was younger, but I was I never was like the mainstream. So like what actor's hot? I love Brad Pitt. <laughs> okay. Brad Pitt's a, a legit one. So Brad Pitt's hot. Like yeah. who else? McConaughey. Oh, Tommy uh, Shelby. You know what, though? You know what? McConaughey. Matthew like, McConaughey smells. He, like, he doesn't wear deodorant. He got weird. No, he, he yeah. got weird. Yeah. Like, that's not. He's so not it hot changes. He it got, changed. Yeah, it got weird. Um, Okay. Bradley you Cooper's know. hot, though. Ken Williams and, says, winks at Mrs. Monty. They star the star of the show, but she likes green peppers. Yeah. It I got do. weird. Hot you know. sauce. You know, yeah. it's fine. Uh, Caleb says UCLA stadium been looking kind of empty for home games. Did anybody see what happened this weekend? Apparently Washington travels heavy then. Cause that place was packed. You know, you know, Robert said, uh, it's fun to hate on Utah. It's part of the rivalry. Okay. 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 Uh, Kyle J says, I think rough's official renamed their account. <laughs> Very possibly could be. <laughs> Very possibly could be, uh, the hottest actor you can think of last one. Go. George Clooney. Oh, okay. Okay. That's a hot man. He's a little bit older, but he's still hot. You know, that's fine. Uh, Let's see. Uh, NY Jazz fan says, I'm driving to Boston, but can still hear the show because I'm not driving a souped up Subaru. Wow. Well. Wow. Damn. Wow. Play the clip. Wow. I mean, if we need to play the clip, we'll do it. I intentionally left it in there. Why, though? Why? Like, we play the clip and it pisses people (laughs) off. Why? Why? <laughs> it's just perfect. It, it, I mean, you just can't do it any better. No. You know, the execution on it was perfect. Like, you no, know. the only thing perfect on this show is TridayTrading.com slash Monty well, because it gets you off of your nine to five grind and it gets you off the hamster wheel of trying all of those side hustle friends. I cannot tell you enough that one, I'm amazing. And two, 
The only thing more amazing than me is TridayTrading.com. Do you right. guys know what day trading is? A lot of people ask me about this. Do you know what day trading is? Day trading is essentially dipping in and out of the market, making equity plays in the stock market on a daily basis to make yourself money. Nobody does that better, and nobody can show you how to do that better than TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Go there, and, and here's the best thing. You don't have to take my word for it. They're a local company. They're in Lehigh. Ryan and the guys at TridayTrading.com have been nothing short of spectacular. And the thing that I would say to you is stop taking people's words for it that Amazon FBA is a great side hustle or all these other side hustles. Oh, they're going to make you a millionaire. They're not. Go and do the proven route. And that is TridayTrading.com slash Monty. The webinar is free. Don't take my word for it. Go watch the webinar and make a decision. All you do is go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty, fill out the form, and watch the, the webinar. If you want to continue, knock yourself out. They're going to give you the best education, the best mentoring, the best coaching. And the best part is when you get through the program at Triday Trading, you start trading with their money. So you don't risk your own money. They give you money to make your day trades with. And if you make money with their money, they're going to split the profit 50-50 with you. That's how sure they are that you're going to be a prolific day trader and stop trying to figure out, how am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to make my car payment? How am I going to buy groceries? How am I going to pay this? How am I going to do that? Why can't we go on that vacation? You can. And it starts by going to trydaytrading.com slash Monty and watch the free webinar. Tell them you heard it on the Monty Show, trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Um, I think it's really interesting, this thing with the rivalry that's creeped up on the show today. You know that Utah's moved up to 11th, BYU is 16th. Right. And the thing that is amazing to me is that why can we not be in a place where we have respect for both sides of it? I've never understood because this. Because that's like, not how people work. It's not like I agree with you that there should be more respect. But the fact is, is that BYU hasn't had the hammer on Utah in <laughs> a long time. And now they do. So BYU fans are going to give it to Utah. Fat Jesus says you can't spell Jake's a douche without Jake. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Correct. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Fat Kyle Jesus. Kyle says the Subi sounds good. Uh, Del Hargis says the King of Sepnoise strikes again. Thank you. Yes. Uh, gotta know the level two. Jeremy Pagan says, okay. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what okay. that means. Yeah. Park pollution, Kurt Meyer says. <clears throat> Kyle J says, uh, if driving past somebody in that canyon ruined their day, that's their problem. Yes, Jake is banned from all national parks, James Knight says. Yeah, he's like a football oh, sure. fan. Of course I understand why people are upset. Yeah, you know. Uh, you know, it just is, you know, it's fine. Freedom says, why can't I buy tickets to the Vegas game if only I had known about it about day trading? Well, but in all seriousness, go look at the damn webinar, man. Go to trydaytrading.com slash Monty yep. and check it out again. This is one of those things, and we always look for these kind of opportunities for you guys where where don't just take our word for it. Go and watch the webinar. It's free. There's no obligation. They're just saying, hey, watch, sign up for this, watch the webinar, and then make your decision. And 
what they're essentially saying is we're so confident in our program that assuming you watch the webinar and you want to move forward, we will let you learn how to day trade on our dime. Yeah. And if you make money, we split profit. If you lose money, you don't actually lose your money. Well, and I think the other thing you got to remember here is, is that it's very scalable. Yes. Like you can spend yes. as much time and as much money, like it's totally up to you. And again, remember, man, everyone wants to say, oh, well, I, I need to make $100,000 this year if you do a hundred thousand dollars divided by 365 days that's 273 dollars a year or a day excuse me to make that like it's not that much money per day to no you can do, do what it you need to do you can absolutely do it and my jazz fan says gotta want both teams in the state to do well i know i do put the state on the map pac-12 stunning might make it harder stunting might make it harder for the uau to recruit in the future well i i think that's that's interesting because right now where Utah is, I don't think there's any doubt that Utah is in the driver's seat in the Pac-12. There's yeah. just there is no question about that. To me, um, the Utah Utes are in control of the Pac-12, and they've got to go to UCLA and handle their business. Um, and I'm telling you, DTR and Chip Kelly have that offense rolling, but Utah's in in nobody's even arguing that Utah is one of the best defenses in the country. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt they're the best defense in the Pac-12. The question is, can that Ute offense perform at a high level and get into a, a gunfight with teams like UCLA, uh, with teams like in two weeks with USC? That's my biggest question about USC. They're coming to Salt Lake City. Now, they struggled on the road in Corvallis, and I can tell you, Salt Lake City is a much more difficult place to come and play than Corvallis is. Mm -hmm. I think when you look at the home field advantage that Rice Eccles is, Utah should win that game. Utah should be favored to win that game. But you've got to handle your business at UCLA first, and I, I also know that Utah is not taking that lightly. I think when you look at the Utes and what they bring, my biggest question is who who's leading the charge running the football? Yeah. Because Tavion Thomas and about 37 other people got carries on Saturday against Oregon State. And I wonder what happened to Tavion Thomas here. My biggest concern and my biggest question about this team is why Tavion Thomas is not the workhorse in the backfield for the Utah Utes because you're getting better performances out of Devon Vailey. I think you're getting better performances out of Cam Rising. This offense is going to go as they run the football, period, because you're not going to have room to throw the football if you're not going to be able to run it. And I think Tavion Thomas has got to get back to being who he is. I know he's have had off-field issues in his personal life. I know that he's struggled with some things. They need Tavion Thomas. If the Utah Utes are going to achieve their goals, they need Tavion Thomas to get back to the best version of himself. And that's going to require him to get his life in order and deal with whatever the struggles are that he's dealing with. But there's no doubt in my mind, Jake, that the Utah Utes need Tavion Thomas to be the to to be the the bull in that backfield. Yeah, and especially with not having a dynamic wide receiver right now that's that's, you know, over the top caliber guy who can, you know, break the defense. I think you know, running the football now more than ever has to be a priority. And, and, and I think when you're, you know, in this place, and, and I'm not scared to say it, clearly Tavion was in the doghouse with Kyle Whittingham. I mean, you know, you're 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 being sat for the first half because of something internally that you did uh, that they didn't disclose publicly. Um, you know, that's just not like you, it kind of sets the precedent. You know where Tavion is at with, with Witt. And I think that, you know, performance and 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 showing him who you are again and again and again will, you know, obviously help. But this is the same thing I say about BYU. Like, again, both programs don't have a bona fide stud at running back. Like, 
BYU lived and died on Tyler Ogier last year. You don't have that anymore, right? Like, I, I look around the state of Utah, and I'm sitting here saying, yeah, there is a lack of skill position talent right now. There are not studs that are number ones at each position. And, like, for BYU, you know, whether you want to say it's Puka or Gunner as the number one ride receiver, they've been hurt, you know? And, yeah, Gunner came back and had a nice outing, but I just think that there's got to be development in these areas if you ever want to win at the top level. Bro, we got to get this this BYU video. Like, 10 people DM me this video this morning. And this, like, the new helmets. Here we go. Um, yeah, you're going to need to go and pull that video. BYU's got this whole thing that they did in, that they did in Vegas. And I think this black uniform that they're going to roll out is going to be amazing. This is crazy. Jake's going to pull it. BYU, BYU in, in Notre Dame play Saturday. 5.30 p.m. on NBC in Las Vegas. They're going to wear a black uniform with royal blue numbers and this crazy, this helmet, I love this uniform. Mm -hmm. This gradient blue helmet, is that what the right way to say that is? Sure, gradient blue. Man, this is fire, dude. I am super excited about this. And the way they, see, you can sit here and you can tell us that we're crazy. I'm telling you right now what BYU did with this uniform and the pageantry wow, of getting Forrest Griffin. Forrest Griffin. Yeah, wow. One of the best fighters in the history of the UFC is a UFC Hall of Famer. They got a magician. They did like all kinds of stuff in this video. My God, this is unbelievable. Yes. And this BYU uniform announcement, tell me you don't love those uniforms. I'm about Tell middle me of the video. I'm oh, the video. you haven't seen them yet. I haven't oh, seen them yet. I'm telling you. Sorry, I mean, you know. The the BYU uniform. I'm working on it. Is unbelievable. It is. And the best part is that they're using, like, they're doing this whole thing. And we're, you're, so. I'm working on Jake it. Jake is working, working on it. We'll on have it. it for you in just a minute. These uniforms are amazing. Like, I, I, I would love to see your, your reaction to this. Um, How long is this video? Jesus, it, it's a, dude. It's pretty long. It like, is. How long is it? It is. I. I. Five minutes. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna I mean, have it for five minutes then. Go record. Just go get. It's three minutes. Excuse me. Um. Go. Go look at the. I mean, just get the the uniform reveal. Yeah. Um. This I is mean, what BYU is. does that other programs don't do. You know. I mean, obviously Notre Dame had a whole video where they revealed their white and gold setup and everything, and and that was great. But it just. Uh, I, I don't know how to get this point across, and, and and I hope that the Jazz learn by watching this. You have to do – it's not – like everyone thinks that you can just put out videos and that will be good enough as a professional sports team. No, that's it's not, not nearly good, good, enough. good enough. Like what you need is you need the special sauce in your videos that keeps people watching, and that to me is what BYU does better than anyone else, and and I think that it's, it's brilliant. I mean, you look at – you look at um, the fact that they worked in the UFC because the UFC brand is massive in Vegas, obviously. You know, and, and what's really interesting to me is that Ryan Smith and and Dana White are obviously very close and had that event at the Viv. And now you have this whole thing. You're telling me Ryan Smith isn't right in the middle of this? Yeah, it is shocking to me how good BYU is at this. 
Yeah. And how bad everybody else is at this. Like it it is stunning. I mean, to it's me. a nice uni. There's no doubt. Like it's a it's nice clean. uni. Yeah, Look it's at that. Nice. It's black with, with royal blue stripes on it. It's yeah, royal it's nice. blue numbers. This helmet, this is this is this could be the nicest helmet we've seen a Utah based football team wear in probably the last ten years. And, and, and trust me when I say the Utah Utes have put out some fire headgear. This helmet that BYU's wearing is flipping spectacular. And I think this has a chance. This has a chance to be unbelievable, spectacular. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, NY Jazz fan says Notre Dame's video was uh, was good, but the jersey was eh. It was eh. I agree with that. Um, let's see. The alternate hypothesis says BYU's marketing as special sauce because they're full of Mormons who are genuinely committed. Okay. All I know is they're they're yeah. Whether their video you're Mormon or not, is, to me doesn't really yeah. That I mean, whether you're Mormon or not, to me doesn't matter. What matters is that you are fully committed, and they clearly are fully committed. I I love it. I am super stoked for this. Uh, Giggity says that's cute. Now they can look nice for the Lord's team. Wow, savage, savage, bro. <laughs> I love it. I love the fire back and forth. I absolutely love the fire back and forth. BYU though is a three point dog in this game. Yeah, which is kind of ridiculous. Are, are you surprised to me. by yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's shade. I think that you're playing in Vegas and you you're giving the edge to Notre Notre Dame, which I don't really understand. Is that just that on paper they're the home team because technically they're the home team? Because to me, a proper line is a pick 'em. To me, this is straight up. But. Maybe I'm missing the point. I don't know. I don't know. I um we missed Harris Lachance last week. I really hope we get him this week because I'd love to ask him about this uniform. I mean that thing. You know what we gotta get on the show. We need to get with our Coog Connect guys, CoogConnect.com. We need yeah. to get Cody Epps on the show. Yeah. We need that that's one guy we gotta talk to. But um I love the uh yeah. Uh Fat Jesus says the color fade on the helmet is called ombre. You're welcome. Hey, cool. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you. that. Um, I, I, I love that. You get me the video or no, what? It, dude, it's not easy. You think this stuff just happens overnight, man. Yes. Snap Jesus. of the fingers, yo. Uh, no, it's fine. I understand you're trying. Nathan Sharp says, who's more likely to bet ND fans or BYU fans? Maybe that explains your line. Well, I mean, there's no doubt that the lines in Vegas are only made, um, it, it's only made to, to make you bet. That that's yeah, absolutely clearly. it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the most important question here is, is BYU being disrespected on the line? And I think when you talk about the biggest stories in sports on the Monty show presented by quick quack car wash, our newest sponsor, quick quack car wash, make sure you get there. I'm telling you the things that I love about quick quack is it's fast. It's easy. It's affordable. And by the way, it's fun. I love the Instagram thing in the car wash. And I know a lot of people comment on it when I put it on my Instagram, but I love the car wash thing. Yeah, dude. Uh, when you go in there and the lights are flashing and whatnot. But I think the biggest story in sports this morning now uh, arguably could be this video of this of this uniform released by BYU for the Notre Dame game. Um, and we'll have a clip of that for you coming up here in just a minute. But I love that Notre, that BYU does this. For a huge game like Notre Dame to be in Las Vegas with the UFC, to use the octagon, to use Forrest Griffin, to use a magician – all of these Vegas motif things, and the name of the video is "It's Time," which is a a a uh, Michael Buffer thing or a Bruce, Bruce Buffer. Buffer thing. Michael's his famous brother. Sorry, Bruce Buffer thing. He says it's time. Like it's it. This is really well done. Mm -hmm. And by the way, 
How do you think BYU got hooked up with the UFC? Ryan Smith. Tell me that it's not Ryan Smith. Yes. Tell me that it's not yeah, Ryan I mean, Smith. I mean, it's clearly Ryan Smith, and, and that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's se. not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not some big deal, but I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, you, you know what bothers me? I, I wish that, it. let's suppose that Ryan Smith, and I do think he was, but the fact is, I, you know, you don't have, you know, factual evidence to say it was, but let's say that Ryan Smith was the reason this partnership came to be about. To me, it's like, hey, why are we not getting this with the Utah Jazz? Why are we not getting this with RSL? Why are, why are we not getting this level of video production with other teams? Because, again, we have this conversation where, hey, the Utah Jazz roll out the New Jerseys, and what do we get? We, we get some cookie-cutter Jordan Clarkson rolls up in his Lambo inside of a little warehouse-type reveal that doesn't really feel connected. It feels like it was kind of hodgepodge together. Th here, you've got the UFC in an octagon, and you know, you've know you got the Bruce Buffer sound. You've got like all this cool stuff happening, and it, it makes it feel big. It makes it feel legit. And I just feel like the Utah Jazz and really RSL and basically anything besides BYU doesn't do this type of thing. So I, I don't know, man. It's just, it, it, it is a little frustrating. All right, let's watch a clip of this BYU jersey reveal. Because I'll tell you what, that's what you're wearing. <laughs> oh, oh, and the best part? Oh, I'm ready for war. Applying pressure because I pictured this moment. Relentless, I'm running like engines inside of a Tesla. I don't know how you don't love that. I mean, I, I honestly, the the black jersey, the letter with the royal outline on it, yes. that helmet is fire. Absolute fire. Now, if we don't get a copyright claim on that music, everything will be great. <laughs> but you can't tell me that that's not a, a, a win. That is yeah, it's a win, and dude. the motif. Yeah. Again, the production value, the octagon, the magician. And I want to play it again because it's cool the way the magician pulls out the helmet from behind yes. the, the, the picture. Like, this is so incredibly well done. I'll tell you what, that's what you're wearing. <laughs> oh, and the best part? Yeah, that whole thing is ridiculous. The Bruce Buffer, it's time. Are you kidding me? Yeah, listen to Bruce. Okay, I'll, you're right. I probably should yeah. listen, listen to that. Because I'll tell you what, that's what you're wearing. <laughs> oh, and the best part? I mean, how it do you just, not love it that? It just feels big. How do you man? not like, love it that? It just has this, this essence about it. I, I mean, it, it is. This is such a huge game. And I, I agree with Brent. I agree with Brent. Now you got to win the game. Yeah. Now you got to win. You know yeah, well, mean? yeah, you got to win the do. game. That's what matters. Yeah. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says uh, hype videos are only relevant if you win the game. Facts. No, absolutely true. No, that's hundred percent spot on. Absolutely dude. true. Robert says uh, this is an awesome video. Uh, Jeremy Pagan says those are dope. Edwin says they're clean. Um, talking with Raphael podcast says that's fire. K. 
Um, Cam says the viewership for BYU Notre Dame will be fire. Yeah. I think it's going to be huge. It's got to be several million. Yeah. It has to be. And Morris says BYU TV has connections. But I, I just point out. Yeah. Um, and by the way, Football 50 in 10 Minutes presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. I just point out that. When you talk about fire, I mean, you got to go to Barbecue Pit Stop, any of their five Utah locations, and Logan, Layton, Lehigh, St. George, Bro. and Salt Lake City, because where do you get the fire? You get the fire at Barbecue Pit Stop. See, you do what I did last night, which is you pull out the smoker from Traeger and see it never goes away. We never put it away. Oh, it's cold out? The Traeger can make it. Oh, it's 110 degrees in the backyard? The Traeger's fine. And then you turn on the Traeger, it heats up in five minutes, you pop the Papa Murphy's Pizza on the Traeger smoker that you get at Barbecue Pit Stop. Yes. And it cooks in about 20 minutes at 425 degrees, and it comes out and it's delightful. But the thing you got to remember here is that you got to get started at Barbecue Pit Stop, whether yes. it's seasonings and spices, whether it is the Yoder, the Traeger, the Big Green Egg. Maybe you want that pizza oven that works off of propane. They've got that too. Any equipment that you need for your barbecue, smoker setup, get to bbqpitstop.com. You can chat with them online. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. But again, remember, Barbecue Pit Stop is the one who sent people to see BYU and Notre Dame. Remember that they've got all the smokers, the spices, the rubs, the Italian chop house. What's the, the wing spice that I can never remember the name of? Oh, Asada. Asada, thank you. Asado, Asada, whatever Asada, it is. Asada, yeah. It's amazing, and it's all at Barbecue Pit Stop. And again, local business, small local business guys, what I'm telling you is they're good people to do business with. You got to love the guys like Clinton and Steve in Lehigh. You walk in there, they're really friendly. You call them, you text with them on their website. You could chat with them. Hey, you know, I got a brisket on the smoker right now. Do I really need to wrap it? Hey, do I really need to cool it? Do I need to let it rest in like, a cooler? Let's not forget, not to cut in, but let's not forget we rolled up to the BYU event that we did a couple weeks ago, and Clint's like, hey, uh, you guys cooking the wings, or are we cooking the wings? Clearly one of those questions like, hey, I want to cook the wings. Will you let me cook the wings? Yeah, buddy. And I was like, listen, man, here's 150 wings. You do you. Absolutely phenomenal. Like, call them, ask them any questions you have. Whatever you're cooking, vegetables, steaks, wings, briskets, sausages, whatever, turkey for Christmas, like, Ask them about it. They will tell you the best way to do it so it comes out perfect. Yeah, I think one of the things that is that is so crazy to me is that you have a you have a company in, in barbecue pit stop um that is that is really super uber local. You, again, if you ever get to go up to Logan and you got those Aggie tears, go into the barbecue pit stop in Logan because the thing that is so amazing is they have this full butcher shop in there. They have a full-time butcher, a full meat counter. It's awesome. So not only do they have the Yoders and the Traegers and the Big Green Eggs, but they've got a full meat counter at Barbecue Pit Stop, Logan, Layton, Lehigh, St. George, and of course our good friends in Murray at Salt Lake City for Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com is where you find them online. Uh, let's keep going uh, with your comments on the BYU uniforms. Helmets are nice. I like that as well. Uh, MG2 says, fight on. K. Nuren says, black is power, a winner. I love the black uniform. The white outlined in royal with the royal stripes, the royal stripe down play the leg. Play one more time. Woo. Yeah, play one more time. I don't, I don't know how you don't love I'll it. I'll tell you what, that's what you're wearing. <laughs> oh! <laughs> 
And the best part... I don't know. Great. What did you just say while we were watching it? It's. I mean, it's just everything you want in a in a. I mean, it's essentially a hype video, but it's more than that. I mean, you're you've got personalities like you're. You have to understand that when you're making videos like this, there's a lot that goes into it. Like you have to understand the point in the season you're at. You have to understand the storylines. Like the storylines dictate who the players that you are going to take to that shoot. Like you have to understand, you know, who the face of the team is. You have to understand like all these different things and they just know how to execute and there's no way around that. And I think it, people should be taking notes, you know, on, on how well they, they do this type of thing. Yeah. I, I think it, it was very well done. So I give them a lot of credit for that. Uh, I give them a lot of credit. It, it, it's ridiculous to me that, that they're a three point dog. Like that's, that's shocking to me. Uh, Boyd Lake says, uh, that's a sick helmet. It is, according to Fat Jesus, it's an ombre helmet that fades okay. top to bottom. Uh, San Diego State Aztec says, 39 million residents in California laugh as Monty struggles to say Asada. It's not Asada. Like, carne Asada is not the problem. It's this, I'm telling you, it's Asado. You gotta mm. look, okay, now I gotta look it up. Because now, I don't now think it is. San I Diego State wrong, Aztec dude. is laughing at me. Telling me I don't know what carne asada is. I'm telling you I do. Asado seasoning. Let's see. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it is. Come on, oh, my God. Come on. I'll find it. There it is right there. It's asado. Yeah, A-S-A-D-O. Asado, seas asado seasoning. See? Okay. Your man, I, I, when you, you, come on, man. Check it out. Barbecuepitstop.com. Um, it is easily, and I mean easily, by far, not close. It is easily the best seasoning that that they have for wings. I love it. Yeah. Um, and it's not just wings. You can put it on. You can put it on anything. Um, anything at all that you want. Yeah. And it it makes it better. I love it for wings. By the way, Kyle J gives us a four ninety nine tip and says uh, BYU uniforms and videos are sick, but USS SLC helmets was better. Well, and I, I don't, that helmet was fire, man. The USS SLC was fire. I agree. This helmet though, you can't yes. say this is the best helmet from Utah in the past 10 years. Nonsense. I, I, we I don't, don't need know. To have, dude, we don't need to have some discussion about the best helmet. We ain't got time for that today. Wow. Jake is just, just well, because like, killing. it's such an opinion thing. Like just because like. We could think one's the best, and they don't think it's like it's just not. It is an opinion like, thing. Like it just is an endless black hole. I I don't even know enough about. They do so many helmets. How do you even compare? Yeah, I I I like I get I, it. I mean, what 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 conversation are we really having about it? Like, okay, well, I just thought we could you know like have a discussion and stuff. But Jake doesn't want to do that with you guys, and I I totally get it, and that's fine. Uh, while I move the picture from my phone to the, you know, to the, um, you know, try to get the, that's the USS SLC picture right there. Yeah. You know, do you, you don't like that it's one? It's okay. It's all right. Like it's, you know, it's less about the helmet and more about like the, what, 
the why behind the helmet, the, the, the reason for the helmet, you know? And that's what I kind of feel like BYU captures really well. Yeah, so. I, I think that they they do capture that really well. I would agree with that. But I also think this helmet that it is taking me forever, and I apologize to get this up, I think it is absolutely beautiful. I think Utah equipment and Utah on the whole um, d- does really good work with this stuff. I think the hard part, just like Jake's saying, is there is a lot of conjecture in it. I mean, there, yeah, there I, mean, is... I just like I think it's I, I'm not going to sit here and say it's a waste of time to talk about it, but it's just, hey, do you like it or not? Like, hey, do you like this one more than that? I mean, it's just, you know, it's a personal. That's the thing. helmet right here that Kyle J is referencing um, with the, you know, with the best helmet ever. I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I don't I personally, I think the BYU helmet is close. Is close. I mean, the artwork on There's that a helmet. There's a lot happening on the, that helmet. The like, artwork on that helmet is ridiculous. I mean, that's yeah. absolutely, it's ridiculous. I agree with you. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but, but this helmet that BYU's rolling out, you know, for the Notre Dame game is, I mean, that, that thing's remarkable. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, make sure you download the Papa Murphy's app. We literally did it on the lift going up to the top at uh, Park City Mountain Resort. Um, you, I know Jake wants me to take that down because he, he it's a waste of time and we cannot waste time. So I mean, we're, on we're moving on thoughts. from it. We're moving on from it. We, we quite literally ordered Papa Murphy's Pizza yesterday right there at Park City Mountain Resort. It was easy. Uh, the app is easy to use. Mrs. Monty almost punched me in the face while we were ordering the pizza because I said we got to add barbecue sauce and chicken. We have to do it. So we did. Yeah. We used the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your order of $25 or more. Respect, disrespect, where are you at with the three-point line in favor of Notre Dame? I mean, I just think it's – on one hand, I think it's disrespect. On another hand, Vegas has a job to do, you know, and I tend to agree with people who say that – that Vegas is playing to the national audience, not to Salt Lake City, you know? And so to me, yeah, as someone who who basically covers this team and, and knows the storylines and I'm not looking at it from a generalized 10,000-foot view, yeah, it's disrespect. But I can kind of ha- understand how somebody in, you know, New York City maybe would be like, oh, Notre Dame's only three against BYU? What the hell is that about? You know, like, I could kind of see how the perspective would be different. By the way, uh, Kyle J says, sorry I upset you, Jake. <laughs> no, I just I just don't. I have zero patience or tolerance for, for conversations like, hey, what's the best helmet of all time? Well, I don't know, dude. There's been like a thousand freaking helmets. Bad Jesus says, Jake doesn't want to discuss helmets because there's too many opinions, but we evaluate candy and food every Yeah, day. that's different, bro. That is different. That is 1,000% different. Ah, that's amazing. Amazing. Uh, I think it's completely disrespectful that you have. I just think what it tells you is the, the soccer writers that vote in the AP Top 25 poll every week don't know what they're talking about. I think... I think BYU should be the three-point favorite in this game. It's a neutral site. I think if this game was played in Provo, you would probably have it as a as a two-and-a-half point in favor of, of BYU. BYU should be a three-point favorite in this game. I think this is a huge moment in time for Kalani Sataki's football team. Huge. And I think it's a huge moment in time for Kalani Sataki. BYU should win this game because Notre Dame is mediocre. Notre Dame cannot beat you with the throw game. Notre Dame will run on you. BYU has to show they can stop the run because they've hemorrhaged against the run Yeah, against Utah State, Wyoming, and, and frankly, it's how Oregon beat you. 
BYU's got to come up to the to to the par here. Just be average against the run, the 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 run, and you're darn near undefeated right now. And that I think is why when you have people when you have people that cover soccer and vote in football polls, all they do is go back and read box scores because God forbid you would know a four four two, but you wouldn't know about BYU's schedule when you don't put them in the top twenty five. Yeah, you're an idiot, sir. Yeah. Anyway, my point is. I just think BYU's not widely recognized because they're not Alabama. They don't have the brand that that Oregon or or you know some of these other schools have. They're not respected as a P five man. They're not respected as someone who who can make noise against the best teams in the country. Yep, I don't disagree with that at all. By the way, breaking news in the Pac twelve. Uh, we told you over the weekend. Fox has informed the Pac twelve that they are not interested and being Tier 1 rights holders for Pac-12 football. Are you surprised by this? Not particularly. I mean, I, I think that the Pac-12 is is in a rough spot here. I mean, I, I, I think if you're an Amazon, if you're a streaming provider specifically, not a Fox or an ESPN, but if you're an Amazon streaming type provider, you're sitting here wondering, hey, like, like for Amazon, we already have the NFL. It's super successful on our platform. On one hand, we could pick up Pac-12 football and we would probably get good viewership out of it. On another hand, we don't really need to, we don't need to spend the money to do it because we already have the NFL. So to me, for a streaming provider, it makes perfect sense not to do it. For Fox, I think it also makes perfect sense. You can see the writing on the wall. You know, if you invest in a in a in a grant of rights deal with these schools, you you, you can't overpay for the Pac-12. You know, but if you underpay, the schools aren't going to sign off on it. So right now, it's just well, bad business overall. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I think it's bad business. I I don't know how you are. I don't know how the Pac-12 is going to survive. I, I really don't. I mean, if ESPN as a tier one provider is at $16 million a year per school, which is what people told us last week that ESPN was at $800 million, period. That's it. And the Pac-12 is asking for $1.5 billion. I, I just don't see how that adds up. I it's really, just such a ridiculous ask. You and, know, like that's so outlandish. And the other thing is ESPN wants that stream, period. It, it's not... When you do a deal with ESPN, you're putting your games on ESPN Plus, whether you want to or not, or you're not doing a deal with ESPN. And I think ESPN, for being so far behind the streaming game and the app game when when that first broke, what, five, seven years ago, ESPN is the dominant sports provider in the stream game now. It, it, It is not even a conversation. If you do not have ESPN Plus, you are missing out. It is that simple. If you do not have the ESPN app on your phone, you're missing out. And I think when you look at where the Pac-12 is, they're screwed without ESPN. They're going to take a huge, huge kick in the balls on this. They are yeah. not going to get a billion dollars. They're just not. You're looking. I think their max it's not is worth that. I think their max is, you know, honestly, I think your max is probably a billion over five years, two hundred million dollars a season. Period. I think that's it. And. That's why now, as, as you were mentioning, but as we've talked about, Amazon and Apple become very, very big figures because it's either going to be the Pac-12 or it's going to be the Big Ten. Amazon's not going with both. I think Amazon is very intelligent. They're not going to make mistakes, and they've struggled to execute the NFL early on. Mm-hmm. So by the time they get you know two years down the road and, and you're looking at a situation where new rights are available – 
Amazon's going to be ready to go. But that doesn't mean they're just going to take rights from everybody. Exactly. My guess is that Amazon's going to go with, they're going to wind up with the Big Ten. And I think Apple is going to wind up with the Pac-12. Yeah. That's just, and by the and way, fits, yeah. this doesn't say two things, two words, not even a thought about what the Big 12 is doing. Because I just don't see, the other part of this equation that I think is so fascinating how does any school in the Pac-12 sign this grant of rights? Yeah. How do they agree, hey, we're going to give you even $20 million a year. We'll give you $20 and, million a year in TV money. Sign the grant of rights. And that's what the Big 12's play is because the Big 12 knows, okay, these schools are never going to sign off on this grant of rights opportunity that's coming up here. And we know that if they don't sign off on it, that likely means that the conference is going to die, which, means that, which positions us perfectly to pick up the rest of what well, the Big 10 doesn't want. Yeah, in V Tukia Via Tuka VT is your name. Uh, how about the whole Dish debacle over the weekend? Crazy stuff. Yeah, wasn't ESPN off of Dish Network or something? Sure. There was. Like, I'm a DirecTV is, customer. With all due respect, this is why you have DirecTV, not Dish. Yeah, they had a huge meltdown over the weekend. And my jazz fan says me. Um, me, a guy on the planet last week from Chicago who has BYU season stick tickets and headed to the game. BYU travels and the stadium will be filled with blue. True. Absolutely true. Or black in this case. Yeah. Utah is on the verge of becoming a national contender. They won't sign a TV deal. They will not sign that deal. They, they, they just won't. Why would you? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. That's why I say it's just bad business all around because, again, and this is kind of the other dagger in this whole situation – you know, you, you have a situation where the Pac-12 overvalues itself. I mean, the idea you're asking for $1.5 billion is ridiculous to me. So yeah. I, I just, yeah, it's just bad business. Uh, Caleb Harrison says, I'm not a BYU fan, but that video did get me hyped. Heck yeah, it did. Absolutely it did. Uh, Boyd Lake says, one helmet represents historic nostalgia. That's different from what these BYU uniforms are, BYU uniforms are doing. Apples and oranges. That could be. That's a really good point. Absolutely. Tanner says, I'm with you. BYU should win this game. They should. Uh, what if we talk about whose WRX is the best, Jake? Then do you want to talk about it? or No, this isn't a car show. We're not talking about wow. that. Wow. Man, you're a little salty today. I, it's just a very straightforward concept. I, I, I don't think that – notice we don't do – what like in sports, we don't have the – the token radio conversation about generics on this show. And that's kind of what I feel like it is. Okay. And my jazz fan says, I like the equipment debate. Sorry, Jake. And that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Aztec says, uh, I'm definitely not a BYU fan in the video. I don't know where the rest of your comment went. Yeah, truth. Uh, Kyle J says, Utah won't sign a $16 million deal. They'll go to the Big 12, and speculation on BYU versus Utah can be answered every year. That's what, what I'm, I'm saying, about. man. That's what I'm talking what I'm about. Saying. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show is presented by Jacko Pizza. 911, what's your emergency? I smell something delicious, and I don't know what it is. Ma'am, we've traced the smell, and it's coming from inside your oven. Ah, amazing. Papa Murphy's. <laughs> Jacko Pizza. Bomb. I'm telling you, use the promo code MONTY25, Jacko Pizza. Customize your Jacko Pizza. Although, he, I, olives on pizza. Can't do it. Can't do it. Why do you have Satan's nether regions on your pizza? Satan's nether regions. Satan's giblets. It is his bits. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I'm fine.
I don't. I'm not an olive guy. No. It is truly one of the worst trees you can plant on Earth as an olive tree. Yeah. Uh, Monty twenty five to get twenty five percent off your order of twenty five dollars or more. It's nine o'clock on the Monty Show, presented by the Advocates UtahAdvocates.com. If you've been in an accident, if you know these distra- distracted drivers over the weekend, Mrs. Monty and I were driving around the valley. Um, and it's amazing to me just how many people aren't paying attention because, well, what are they doing? They are on their phone. They're talking to their friends. They're eating food. They're distracted driving. And I'm telling you now, that's not your fault. When you get in an accident with a distracted driver, it's really difficult to navigate the legal process. And when I say navigate the legal process, I mean, hey, dealing with your insurance company. How many of us have been in an accident or been injured and the insurance company is like, oh, you're on your deathbed? Okay, sign this. We'll give you $25 right now. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're signing. You don't know what that's about. That's why you need somebody to defend you, to be your advocate. That's why you go to utahadvocates.com. You can chat with them at arm's length. I know sometimes it's awkward to be thinking about suing somebody or mm-hmm. having to get a lawyer. It's not something a lot of people are comfortable with. The advocates understand that it's a difficult process for you. You start by chatting with them online, then a no cost, no obligation consultation. So you still haven't spent any money. They they take your case. There's no big retainer. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case. Let them fight the insurance company. Let them defer your medical bills. Let yourself heal and get back to your best version of yourself by going to utahadvocates.com. Utah Advocates, Utah's best injury attorneys present the Monty Show every morning, eh, sometimes 6, sometimes 6.30. With all the stuff we have coming in the next week. Yeah, there are some changes that are coming. We're going to be shifting the show a little earlier. Don't worry. We're not going to work for anybody. The independence isn't going anywhere. Isn't that amazing? That's the first thing people ask us. You yeah, better well, not be hey, going to work for hey, somebody. Listen, man, I get it. I'm 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 hundred percent with you guys on that. That's that's the fundamental of the show. What do we tell you about TridayTrading.com slash Monty every day? You're not going to Triday Trading so you can keep working for the man. You're going to Triday Trading to work for yourselves. That's who we are. We're entrepreneurs. Um, you know, hopefully I am never going to ever work for anybody ever again. Um, Jake works for me, so he can't say that. But the Obviously, point is, right, you know, yeah. obvi- all gas, no break. You know, right, uh, no, right. the announcements that are coming on the show and with delays and trying to get X, Y, and Z nailed out. Trust me when Supply I say chain. we got big stuff popping. So in the next couple of weeks, we'll have that for you. Um, welcome to our newest sponsor to the show this morning. Quick Quack Car Wash brings you the biggest stories in sports every morning. Big things happening on the show. We appreciate you guys being here. Uh, Kanai Johnson says, mm-mm-mm, indeed, mm-mm-mm. Tanner Plummer says, the Monty Show is going to be earlier. How much earlier? We're going to start at 2 a.m., Tanner. Yep. 2 a.m. 2 a. every day. Yep. We'll tell you. You want to? Yeah, you want to. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, I pray BYU is up for Notre Dame. We hope so. Uh, I hate distracted drivers. All right, let's talk about this a little bit. Yeah. Non-sports stories of the day on the show. We end the show usually the last 30 minutes are all non-sports stories. Um, it drives me crazy when I, I don't get it. Cars today, every one of them has Bluetooth. Why on earth are you holding your phone in your hand? And I want, I need somebody, if you're out yourself, we'll be kind sometimes. We'll be, we'll, you'll probably get ridiculed. Why are people holding their phone in their hand? Because I just don't understand. Well, and the thing that's so fascinating to me is what all you have to do, like when you first get into whatever your new car is, that very first time you drive it. What's the first thing we all do? We all connect our phone. That's like the natural instinct to do. 
And then every time from there on out that you get in your car, it automatically connects. Yet people are still on their phone. And, and that to me is what's crazy. I don't know. It Like to me, it's even more inconvenient. Like why would you want to hold the phone in your hand while you're driving? To me, that takes more effort than just simply driving and talking. That to me is what's incredible. I don't, I don't, it's just not necessary. It's not necessary. Today's phone technology, put it on a phone holder. Hey, connect it to your Bluetooth. Okay, you don't want to connect to Bluetooth? Put it on a phone holder. Why are you holding your phone in your hand and driving? Yeah. It's completely unnecessary. And I look at, like yesterday, getting cut off. All these people that are talking on their phone, we're driving down Parley's yesterday. And we're probably doing 75 miles an hour down Parley's. And there's a guy driving a Lexus, holding his phone in his hand right here. He's like driving with his phone right here, drifting left into the fast lane. One hand on the steering wheel. Drifting into the fast lane. I'm like, do you have zero ability to have any respect for the people around you? Because isn't that what this is? It in is. my opinion, it's completely, it's just a lack of respect for the people around well, you. And it's incredibly dangerous. That's the like, I feel like, you know, and I've always said this, there's not nearly enough um, education around driving in our country. Like there's not nearly enough, like the bar is not nearly high enough to get a driver's license in our country. You don't have to. You know, like you just have to prove that you're just competent at moving the vehicle. And now today's cars are so easy to drive that it's not like people have to learn how to drive a manual or, you know, anything that would be required for you to pay attention. It's one of my favorite things about driving a manual car. You don't have time to hold the phone in your hand and be distracted. It's one of my favorite things, and I'll die on that hill for as long as I'm alive. Like, I think that... Today's cars are just too easy to drive. And to me, people yeah. just get lazy. They think they can hop right in and, and just do whatever. And then they're surprised, not to be an a-hole about it, but they're surprised when they get in an accident. And it's like, well, are we really that surprised? Because I'm not. Like, you were distracted. I think it's so easy to get in an accident. We drive so fast. I mean, I drive Bangor Highway every single day. Every single day. And it is crazy how fast we drive. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, and, and I'm as guilty as anybody. I am an 80 mile an hour driver. I, I freely okay, admit that. Okay, but everybody says, so here's my other issue. Speed is not always a problem. Yes, it is a problem sometimes. There are certain situations where if you're going too fast, it's dangerous. But going down parlays at 80 is pretty standard procedure. That's pretty standard. Like most people do 80 down parlays. I don't disagree with that. And, I, and I'm not telling you that, that, speed is not a problem but it's also different when you look at the car i drive you look at the way i drive like i don't look at other things i don't get on my phone while i'm driving i'm not holding my phone i don't play with my phone i generally i mean the worst thing that i do is i talk to jake or mrs monty while i'm driving mm -hmm. that's that's my distraction generally i i I honestly think at 80 miles an hour, I am a danger to nobody. Now, if it's 80 and a 25, okay, that's a problem, but I don't drive like that. Yeah. No, but what I would ask you to consider is that when you are going faster than most, right? So yes. if you are driving 85 and everyone, you know, and the majority of other people are 65 or 70, you are going far too fast for them to expect you. 
So when you are coming up that fast alongside someone and they don't have time to react, then that's where you can get into issues. That's where people start coming over because they didn't even have time to react because you were coming so but when fast. does that ever happen? I don't feel like I I'm it in that. It happens a lot. No, and not, I think that sometimes I don't think when so. you get frustrated when you're driving really fast, it's because people just don't have time to react. They don't have time. Like they, they're not expecting someone to be driving that much faster than them. Yeah, I would. It's just something to consider that I think that's where you get into trouble. Yeah, I disagree. I, I think that for me personally, in my experience, I don't, I don't, one, I'm thinking well ahead. So I equate, I equate this to a, a math equation almost. I anticipate what I think people are going to do. And then, so like if I'm making a lane change left to right, I'm looking at the car next to me in the, in the first lane in the car ahead of them. Like I'm a, I'm calculating for that. I very rarely get surprised because I'm going too fast. Like, I don't know that I can think of a situation where that's happened. What happens is, is I usually, what annoys me is when somebody's in the third lane, I'm banging or doing 40 miles an hour. And everybody else is doing like 60, 70. Because I probably, I'm banging her, I regularly do 60 miles an hour, 65 miles an hour. Probably I'm banging her. Depending on the time of day with Russia or whatever. Um, and it, it never ceases to amaze me that you have people in the fast lane going so much slower. It's not too fast causing an accident. I believe more accidents happen because people drive too slowly. And I really think most accidents happen because people are distracted driving. Well, I would agree with it. the worst is the distracted driving. Yeah. And there's zero excuse for it. You are driving a machine that can kill you and other people. Pay attention. Yeah, I don't understand the phone thing specifically. Like, that's what that's what drives me crazy. Let's see. Fat Jesus says, it minute, you're like everyone else in justifying your own vice. I don't know about that. I, I actually think I am quite the defensive driver. I do not. I just don't trust anybody. Like I don't just because you have your turn signal on doesn't mean you're turning. It it just doesn't. Um, VT says distracted drivers bring out my road rage, and then my road rage becomes a problem instead. That's right, VT. <laughs> well played. Exactly right. Uh, NY Jazz fan says the absolute worst is the people in a store or anywhere in public talking on speakers, having a full blown conversation. Oh my! See God. it all the time. Why? All the time. Gym guy. We Gym do guy. not need to hear your conversation. It is Jim Guy. There's no doubt it's Jim Guy. Like, I don't even care if you're sitting in the house. Like, sometimes we go and visit, like, other family members or whatever, and the speakerphone conversation in the house. Everybody yeah, I, gets I, to hear me talking about what? No, no. It, it's about six more inches. Oh, there it is. Right there. It connects with your head. Yeah. You're safe. Okay, good. Woo. Man. Why, though? What, like, I don't understand why do you want everybody to hear? I think there is a certain level of relevance or... You have to feel important. It's the people that use, like, FaceTime. Why are you FaceTiming in public? Can I, can I just, get, like, oh, at least put AirPods in. Mm -hmm. Put AirPods in if you're going to FaceTime in public. But why are you FaceTiming, FaceTiming in public? I don't care for FaceTiming in public. Put AirPods in. Just, like, I don't know. Don't be weird. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. My pet I, peeve, though, and I think we should be able to, like, you know, throw, like, a tag on cars that, 
are driving like this in your brand new, yeah. you know, yeah. Land Rover. Well, and the other thing that drives me crazy, here's another pet peeve that'll probably piss off some of the, the tree choppers, but I think we should be able to report people who have terrible, like emissions or, you know, like they, we, you just you should be able to, to be report able to those guys. Report gross polluters. I don't know if it's still an option anymore. It used to be a phone number that you could call. But why don't we know about that? Why don't why don't we know about the the guys like Jake who drive around with their exhaust again, smoking? No, mine does not. See, His you take me out to be some horrible person, and I'm not, dude. No. Mine is not catless. It's totally emission compliant. Like, but you used to be catless. Okay, that's not what we're talking about. I don't know how people drive catless cars. Like, I I used to hate being in your Fiat because it just like you. I mean, it would give me a headache. I would have the window down anytime I was in your Fiat because it was just yeah. Nauseating. But you're you're yeah. It's I'm fine. One. It's fine. No, go ahead, say it. Because it's it's a car community thing. Car 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 brain guys damage, like yeah. to do it. Brain damage. It's not it's brain a... damage. It's yeah. not oh, okay. It's not okay. It's fine. Um, it's you know, what are your worst pet peeves that people do? Like when people do what? What is it that people do? They talk about catless when they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, um, <laughs> I think driving certainly is one. Yeah. I think the way people smoke. I think people don't care. Smokers and vapors are different now. Like smoker smokers have pretty much been ostracized. But dudes who vape and just don't care about the people around them, like I'm it's and they're always like, bro, it's vape. What's the problem? Yeah. That drives me crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's it's you know, and this is probably not a great thing to say, but I, like person checking out at the store who is trying to pay with like a hundred different coins, you know, when clearly they have, clearly they're not in that position in life. Clearly they're fine financially. Like you're wearing nice clothes, you're in a great spot and you're trying to pay with like quarters and you're holding up like a line of 10 people. That to me is annoying. Well, does anybody pay with cash anymore? I mean, we, it's obviously rare, but. Again, up at Park City yesterday. You can't pay with cash. They don't take it. Why would they? Yeah. yeah I, I don't understand why people wouldn't. It's a pain. It's a pain. And then people have to count the drawer and then they're off. And then, you know, then you get accused of stealing a $5 bill because for some reason you you messed up. Like, no. If I worked in in any sort of an industry that took money, I'd be like, cashless payments, people. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I don't disagree, I don't disagree with that. I, I, I would want... I yeah, I probably wouldn't take cash either. When we were talking about opening our restaurant, mm -hmm. we were not going to take cash. It Other things that annoy me are guy in the gym who yells and screams every time he's working out. Like, like we know you're not that guy, dude. Like there's just no need to yell and scream. There's a lot of them at the gym. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of them at the grocery store. Like I all of it, all of it, everything that annoys me is people just not respecting other people's space. Mm -hmm. It just. Why are you standing in the middle of a grocery aisle? Why well, we were at the grocery store yesterday, Harmon's Mountain View Village. Lady like completely blocking the aisle. Mm. Like, hey man, you're not the only one in the aisle. Why is your cart sideways in the aisle? Like, so I skipped that aisle and went down another one. Yeah. Like I, I Yeah. But I also think on the other hand, there are so many opportunities just to see it and avoid it. Like, you know. Yeah, but what fun is but that? But you're not that guy. Because then I can't complain yeah, about it. Yeah, you're not that guy. Then I can't complain about yeah. it. Yeah. Am I wrong? Half the fun is complaining. I guess. You know. No. Half the fun is complaining. All right. Can we talk about Ron DeSantis real quick? Sure. Oh, Did you guys? So Florida governor, a Florida man. Mm -hmm. So Ron DeSantis is playing a card from one of our former presidents. 
when you know you'll never guess who so this hurricane you may have heard about there was a small rainstorm right so bloody clean the largest most damaging hurricane in the history of the state of florida ian rolls through last week and it missed tampa completely they now know that tampa got two inches of rain from ian incredible how it missed tampa nobody knows but it went to fort myers instead and it leveled Fort Myers. Like, I mean, Lee County is just non-existent. And people are trying to figure out why there was no mobilization. Why was there no evacuation order? There was evacuation Ahead orders. of order. Ahead of time. Why was there no evacuation order ahead of time? Why, why did they only issue evacuation orders 30 hours before the storm made landfall? 30 hours. So, of course... Governor DeSantis, who's been going around the state of Florida as governor, is asked about this. And he says, well, nobody knew it was going to make landfall in, in Fort Myers. Nobody had any idea. It was not in the cone 36 hours beforehand. So what do you think the National Weather Service did? What do you think every weather body did? A plus B equals C, my friend. They released all of their 96-hour forecasts for the hurricane. Which is, it's that cone. Remember when our former president drew a circle around Alabama with a magic marker? Um, so all the weather services released the fact that they were projecting Lee County as an entire county was going to be majorly impacted 96 hours before it made landfall. Plenty of time. He ordered no evacuations on that. He ordered no state of emergency. They were all solely focused on the impact that it would have on Tampa. And so instead, evacuation orders were not issued in time. Funds and people and services were not released in time. And so when he was asked about that, he said, well, nobody knew. Nobody. It was the 36 hours before the storm. Nobody knew. Right. It was not in the cone. Right. It was in the cone 90, like in the forecast. The cone is that drawing they released. Like, hey, yeah. here are all the people who are screwed by They're this They're telling hurricane. you the path. Yeah. And Fort Myers and Lee County are in the cone 96 hours ahead of time. Yeah. Why do politicians do this? I, I And I'm not a politician. I have no, I, I have no desires on being a politician. Why do you lie to cover your tracks? Why not say, you know, this was a huge storm. Mistakes were certainly made. You're never going to get it right for every single Floridian. We made mistakes. It's that simple. Now we're trying to help the, those fine folks in, in Lee County that have been so devastated where every resource we have is on the ground in Lee County. People don't take people don't take accountability. Why would he take accountability for anything? I don't know. But it's it's amazing oh, to me. Oh, and how reliable is it? Ruff's official has made his first appearance. Uh, let's see. Ruff's official says they were telling people in the whole area to evacuate for a week. Actually, they were not. Ruff's, I, it, it, this is a this is a huge story right now. So, like, if you just Google search, and I, I imagine what I don't what live word? there, and I actually I have said this many times. I wouldn't live in Florida. Um, I, I just can't imagine politics aside where, uh, well, no, that pays a, plays a big part into why I would never live in Florida. And I, I mean, I guess you can't say never just because of the politics, but overall there's some shady stuff there, but I wouldn't because of hurricanes. Yeah. I'm just not interested in having my entire livelihood destroyed. Yeah. Like every 10 years. 
Yeah. And I'm really not interested as a taxpayer paying for it anymore. Like, I just think it's ridiculous. And eventually people are going to be saying that enough. Like, hey, we should not be rebuilding a home that has been destroyed three times. Yeah. I agree with no, that. No, we shouldn't. If you want to live in Key West, more power to you. You enjoy that. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. You're going to be responsible for that. Like just doing a quick Google search, they did not release an evacuation order in Lee County until late Tuesday. I mean, you're so late. You're so late. And just in the NPR story alone, they're saying that seven days before the hurricane made landfall, Lee County was absolutely in the path. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, why hide from your mistakes? Mm-hmm. Well, and this is what the NFL does until up, up until two, I think. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's the same concept where, like, you know, they get it wrong on several things. They'll never admit that they got it wrong on yeah. all the domestic violence stuff. Like, you know, we see I, this I, all I'm the time. Sh- I'm shocked we don't have more deaths out of this hurricane yet. Oh, it's in Lee. In Lee I think it's, it's surprisingly, it's only 42. Yeah. Like, it's pretty small for what it is. Yeah. But. I, I just don't know how, like... It's amazing if you look at the satellite before and after pictures they're putting oh, out. Oh, terrible. There's, Nar, a, there's a boat that's like three quarters of a mile inland. It, I mean, it's remarkable. The amount of water that this storm put on the ground is shocking. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the flooding, like, I don't know how you justify living in a coastal community in Florida. I don't know how Tampa got two inches of rain. That's the thing that's nutty. I'm like, surprised about that. I've not looked at the statistics, but I yeah, mean, knowing people who live there, the, uh, the wind obviously did a lot of damage. Um, they have wind damage, but not like major structural damage, just, you know, damage in their yards, maybe yeah. a little bit on the outside. But. Yeah, it is. Um, they're calling this a thousand year storm. Um, well, it was supposed again, to demolish see, Tampa. It was supposed yeah. to demolish. It was Tampa. scheduled to demolish. It was if supposed it to had make gone landfall a little there. bit north and hit Tampa. Tampa would have been destroyed. Yeah. So they're saying that the 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 uh, storm, the eye of the hurricane, left two inches in Tampa, and they got a total of ten inches attributed to the storm. Okay. What is what is Sean saying? How is that even possible? Sean, where is Sean? Right there. You're on him right now. Stephen, I live in Bradenton, Sarasota area of Florida. There were evacuation orders from north of Tampa all the way down past Fort Myers. I actually live there and know the truth. I can only tell you what's being reported. That may be true, but I can only tell you NPR, NBC, NBC News. NBC is the one that was talking to Ron DeSantis about it. Like the official Lee County evacuation order only was issued on Tuesday night. So, but here's the other thing. They tell them all the time, evacuate, evacuate, How evacuate, does that work? Yeah, Stephen. And people don't leave. Like, I, yeah. the friends that I have who live in Tampa, who up until like 24 yeah. hours ahead of time thought that everything was going to be destroyed, stayed. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know why you would stay. I, I really don't know but why you would stay. But how does that work, though? This is what I'm curious about. In local communities in, let's say, Lee County or Tampa or wherever, you know, wherever Stephen's at. How does that work? So you know hurricanes are a threat. You see this hurricane building and building and building. Do you 
leave at a certain point? Are there like obvious thresholds outside of evacuation orders? Like, I'm curious how that works. I've never lived in a hurricane community. I don't know. Yeah. And I, I see like rough and all it, like, I'm not going to read your comments. Like you're insulting Joe Biden over something that Ron DeSantis did. What does this have to do with Joe Biden? We're specifically talking about a governor and it's, it's multiple governors, whether it's California or Florida, Republican or Democrat. When something like this happens, they're always trying to spin stuff away. Yeah. And I, if you're going to be a governor, you have to wear the fact that this is your responsibility. And I, I, I agree with you guys. Like, I don't know why you're so stubborn to stay. And I understand like last week, people were talking about construction standards and, you know, like, I, I just don't understand why you cannot heed the government's warning. Like New Orleans is a perfect example of this. Like, and don't I stay. Some people can't leave. And there was a really good article actually that came out about why some people can't leave. You know, you if you already can't afford gas, you don't have a car, you don't like you don't have anywhere else to go, you wouldn't be able to afford hotel prices yeah. that are raised because of this. How far, you know, if it's an eight hour drive from mm -hmm. Fort Myers to a place that might not, you know, be getting totally destroyed, like it it's a it's a tough thing yeah. and i wouldn't discount that at all but I, I just don't know how like you know people who were right where they said was going to get totally destroyed and they were like yeah we're going to hang out yeah i, I don't these know are people who could i know they could because i know them yeah but, like that didn't I don't know. I just think it's a gnarly process. Like I, I, I think need to get used to it. Maybe your, your entire community got leveled because of storm surge. Like if storm surge didn't exist, we'd probably be having a different conversation. You know, like yeah. if yeah. all that water didn't come flowing in and it was just the rain, it's probably a different conversation. Yeah, and and again, I think we're gonna see things like food prices, gas prices are gonna go up now because of this storm. I mean. Yeah. And it, it's just it's and they're crazy saying storms me. like this are going to be more regular. By the way, too, that's the other side of it. Yeah, don't even get started. You think Ruff's upset about defending Ron DeSantis? Wait until you bring up global warming. Mm -hmm. um, like, I, yeah, I don't. I couldn't live there again. I will just say I'd much rather have heavy heavy snowfall. Um, we have some wildfires here in Utah, but we have the rare one off earthquake. Mm -hmm. We don't generally have natural disasters here. Yeah, you know so. Having lived in an earthquake zone, I think I'd much rather have earthquakes than hurricanes. Like I, I can't imagine if you live in Fort Myers, if you live in large swaths of Florida, what are you doing today? I mean, are, are you just cleaning up? Like I, I don't even know how do yeah. you how do you pick your life back up and rebuild? I feel so terrible for the loss that those people have suffered. Like, yeah, man. It's crazy. I, I, yeah, I can you imagine well, that? Well, I just don't know. I mean, there's no going back. I mean, you're you're like, you know, if you live there and your house is gone, like if you're I'm starting if over. I'm that person, I'm leaving Florida and I'm going somewhere else. Uh, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people just uh, And I and I wonder why. Well, you know, I think some people just love it. They love being in Florida. So, you know, the one of the biggest problems in the Fort Myers area uh and Sarasota, I think was mobile home parks. Mhm. Mm um, because they were just, they were lifted up with the storm surge and piled up in another place, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, it was just a damning effect where it just kept pushing. So those homes are totally destroyed. There are 100% loss. So whatever insurance that you had should likely help to rebuild. Yeah. But in the meantime, it will hopefully help to put you in a hotel somewhere but I don't know how you get, like, I don't know. It's tough. I don't know how you get there. Your car got washed away. 
I was thinking about it. Like, there's all these parking structures, and the bottom level, those cars oh. are getting washed away. Why didn't you, like, double park them and stack them yeah, in the higher dude. levels? Yeah, I, I don't like, know. Why wouldn't you just start shoving your car higher up? And there's nowhere to in? run. There's like, nowhere to run, though. Yeah. Like, when you're ta- when you're talking about water like this, there's nowhere to run. I mean, Giggity says uh, if there were evacuation orders made early enough, DeSantis would have made the point when he was getting pressed. Look, I mean, it's not again. Don't take my word for it. Go Google search it. Go go read every news outlet's talking about it. Yeah. That every other know. county on the go- on the Mexico Gulf Coast issued their orders a day and a half earlier than Lee did, and I, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know why they did that. Um, let's see. People sometimes don't have anywhere to go or any money to go elsewhere. Greg Hawkins says, absolutely yeah, and that true. maybe. I mean, obviously absolutely that's a reality, true. you know. But that wasn't everybody. Yeah, yeah. there was a really good story in the New York Times, just really quick, about a doctor that mm-hmm. was renting a home in Fort Myers, and him and his wife or significant other, whoever it was, they kept waiting because they thought it would be okay. They did pack up some things in case they needed to get out. As soon as the storm surge got to like two feet, he was like, oh, shoot, I guess we got to go now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he right. saw it like come up over the canal. Yeah. And he was like, oh, shoot, I guess we got to go. Luckily, he was in a truck. And he said if he didn't have his truck, he would have been stuck. And there was nowhere to go in a single story Man. home that. All they could do is take their cats and go up into the attic and hope it didn't. You probably would have died. Yeah, like honestly, like, like you probably would have died in that scenario. Crazy, but yeah, he yeah. waited that long until he saw the storm surge crest the the canal to go. Like, oh damn, I guess we gotta go. Yeah, that that's crazy to me. Uh, Stephen also adds uh, the evac order could have been just for the further in, further inland zone A and B where the mandatory. Yeah, absolutely could have been. Absolutely. But like um, that's this is my biggest thing uh, about the whole situation. And and I know obviously there's always people who don't have the resources, money, car. I totally respect that situation. But for the people who do have the resources, if you know that this is like if you know that the county next door to you already has evacuation orders going. I mean, I I, I guess it's just I guess I don't understand why you don't go to wherever you could go, like a family's house in a different state or whatever you can do, you know? It's just sad. Uh, A couple of before we got to get out of here real quick. Steve also says, and Steve lives in Florida, so that's why I'm reading his comments. He says, I live in Manatee County, and it's the storm surge that makes the evacuation mandatory. There are plenty of people here that want to stay. They just have hurricane parties. Plus, there's a ton of elderly who cannot travel. Uh, I grew up in Salt Lake City myself. I went to East we plan on moving back next year when my daughter graduates next year. I saw plenty of mobile homes not far from me that lost their roofs. Damn. Oh, Lord. Steve, be cool, man. I, I really hope the best for you and your family and everybody in Florida. That's so scary. Yeah. Um, just be safe. Be healthy. Be happy, man. Yeah, and we look forward to seeing you when you get back. Thanks, everybody, watching the show today. Uh, welcome to our newest uh, sponsor at Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, easy, fun. That's our car wash of choice, friends. Go to Quick Quack Car Wash. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.